The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo, what's good, 420 crew? I see we got already a bunch of people in here. What's good? Uh, Marty, Mr. Bakes a lot. Oh, we got the Spring Love Stevie B going on. Okay. Tino, Michael, Cool MC. Bogey, what's good? All right, guys. I'm here with my partner in crime, my co-host over here, um, my actual cousin, blood cousin. His name is Craig. He goes by Polish Hammer. So if you hear me keep saying Hammer or refer to him as Hammer, that is why. <laughs> but Hammer, say what's good. <laughs> what up, everybody? It's good to be on the show. Uh, definitely exciting to have a new audience, you know, some new people. I know we have our usual crew that we uh, roll with on the other channel, but definitely good to jump in. Um, yeah, and look forward to dropping some knowledge, interacting with y'all, and see what you got. Well, first things first is we got to spark up. So, <laughs> well, that, that's always first. I know you can't smoke in a crib, but no, I can't. No, I definitely can't. But uh, yeah, all right. We got some wide receivers. We got some values we want to go over. Some age drop offs, like I showed y'all last week. Um, I'm going to show you the same kind of graphic reference to that. And um, Hammer is a Packers <laughs> fan, so. Last week on my channel, I had Aaron Rodgers fucking darkness retreat in the background, which was kind of funny. Um, he still hasn't said shit, has he? No, he did. So he did some podcast. I forgot the guy's name offhand. It wasn't the McAfee podcast. It was somebody else. Somebody that he's actually like closer with, you know, that quote unquote inner circle nonsense. Um, so he basically just said, oh, I'm going to make my decision. Fuck everybody else. Basically, you know, the runaround, uh, you know, instead of actually just giving us, bro, just if, do you want to play football or not? I don't believe it's that, uh, you know, I, I know I'm going to get off on a little bit of a rant, but it's not that, you know, it shouldn't be that difficult to decide what you really want to do. You know what I mean? You got $60 million on the table. If you want, the cards are all in your hand. Like if you want, come back, play. If you don't want to play with the Packers, tell them they're gladly trade you and let's get this thing rolling. There's so many other dominoes. And I talked about this on our, on our other show. There's so many other dominoes to fall from him making his decision. And I'm not saying he should be worried about everybody else, but it should be, you know, it would behoove you to make a decision. So your team or whatever team you go to can kind of put the other pieces in place. So he's obviously he's, you know, my quarterback or for the time being, as it stands right now. But my it's quarterback, just like, man. Yeah, it's my, my teammate. I, I'm not shedding any tears, though, because he's just become such a nozzle the last two to three years that it's really turned me off as obviously a lifelong Packers fan. So it's just really infuriating, bro. Like come back, play. And if you don't want to play with the Packers, just tell them that and they'll trade you and let's get on with this. It's, it's, it's Brett Favre 2.0. Let's just put it that way. It really is. That That's well, the only already, way to describe it. They ruled, they ruled out the Raiders, right? So they, they threw that out the window. So no more Raiders. So now it's Jets. And the latest we heard was the Panthers. The Panthers well, called, and the Panthers are interested in Aaron Rodgers. Well, that kind of contra that contradicts what the Packers are going to do, right? Because they said they're not trading him to an NFC team. So that where does I that mean, you know? I, wouldn't the best thing to be, I guess, stay where he is and build on another year there? I mean, 
or I mean, the Jets got a better defense. So I probably, I probably do like the Jets, but yeah, no, the Jets do have a better defense, but their division is tough because they're obviously there with Buffalo, they're there with Miami. I talked about being, you know, being in the AFC and how many other really great quarterbacks there are in the AFC. And listen, if he he'll, he'll he'll be one of them. You know, he'll be one of those really good AFC quarterbacks. But, you know, listen, it's go where you go. Go where you think you have the best chance to win. I still think he has the best chance to win with the Packers. We saw the second half, how he started developing a a much better rapport with his younger wide receivers. Um, The defense is good. It should be better. Um, It wasn't great, but it should be better. And also, like, uh, Aaron Jones took a a restructured his contract to kind of help you know, with, with the cap situation, because I'm sure he wants to be there. So, bro, just make a decision is the bottom line. And I think the best place for him to win is obviously in Green Bay, but who knows if he feels that way. Yeah. Turbine's got the Cocoa Pebbles going on. Mike Joseph got the classic OG with some wax. Green crack strain. Okay. Whoa. Are you going? All right. So are you going to the moon or? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're constantly we're... going to the moon here uh, on the 420 network. <laughs> uh, what y'all think about Tony Pollard uh, in Dynasty? Which is a good question. I mean, obviously coming back from the coming back from the injury, uh, most likely going to tag him. Zeke most likely takes less money. So I like Pollard if he's healthy enough, obviously at the start of the season, um, start the season, which he should be. He should pretty much do what he did. If not, maybe a little bit more. I mean, with Zeke being, you know, with Zeke just getting older and older and looking bad, mm-hmm. with Tony Pollard is it could be a short-term thing. Like, is it going to last just this year? Because are they going to give him a contract after that? Um you know, so that's one thing that worries me is, is him getting that second contract because he's already what twenty six, so he'll be twenty seven going into the next, you know, the season after this. So like that, that's just that's the part that's a little tough for me. He's a good kind of one year guy, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't like spend a lot on Tony Pollard, but he's definitely a guy that that can re- be really good this year, um, at least. What do you think about Tony Pollard, Hammer? Yeah, I tend to agree. And, you know, obviously going into our third year of our home dynasty league, I've started to, yeah, of our home dynasty league, I've started to really take on and see what you meant in terms of running backs are, I don't want to say a dime a dozen per se, but they're, I wouldn't go out and spend crazy for a running back or invest too much capital in a running back just because, number one, their shelf life is very short because teams are always looking to draft another running back or, you know, very rarely are you going to get running backs on that second contract and forget about anything after a second contract. So and then also, too, we don't know what his future is going to be after that contract. Right. So there's a lot of uncertainty. I don't I don't really see Tony Pollard as a bell cow kind of back, I always think he's going to be part of some sort of committee, um, you know, cause that's, I think his value is best there in that 12 to 15 touch, you know, between rushing and receiving opportunity. And obviously he's super explosive and can make the most of it, but for dynasty purposes, like I said, and like you said as well, I started to adopt the philosophy that I'm not going to go out there and spend crazy, you know, or overdraft running backs. If you're doing your startups, just because, the position is so fluid that, you know, teams are always looking to draft a replacement, draft a young guy. So they don't have to pay that position. So it's a position that I'm not going to invest too heavily in if I don't have to. Yeah. I mean, if you get get the studs, I mean, then you get the, then you get the studs. I mean, 
those are the way to go. Like for me, it's like, you know, if I only want RB1s. If you're going to be an RB2 or I think you're going to be RB2, I don't care about you because I feel like I can just replace that production. You know, we talked about Zeke production last week where like uh-huh. Cordell Patterson had, you know, average less than a point, less than a point, less than him. Um, there was a couple guys that I mentioned. I don't remember right off the top of my head, but uh, there's just a bunch of different kind of guys that you can get. But yeah, I mean, I really like Tony Pollard going into the year. Um, definitely Malik Davis. Uh, yeah, I was, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Jamie was good, brother. Yeah, Zeke washed. I know. We, we, I've been known. And, and and also too, also too, just another quick point on that is like, how many times have we gone into the season and four or five weeks into the season, there's an injury to some running back, and you could just pick a guy up off the waiver wire and just insert him into your running back spot, and he he'll be productive. You know what I mean? Jerick so, McKinnon was the other one actually that boom, happened. Like, perfect example. Zeke. <laughs> per- perfect but, example, exactly. And Jerick McKinnon, I'm sure, was on the waiver wire to begin a ton of these seasons. You pick him up off the yeah. waiver wire. You know, I picked up um I picked up Ty- Tyler Algier off our waiver wire. Now he probably shouldn't have been released in a dynasty league, but I no. but it's just another it's just another example. Um, you know, a guy like Jeff Wilson maybe was was probably on yeah, some some waiver wires you know so so there's always going to be an injury or two to some running backfield and you'll be able to go on the waiver wire pick up a guy he'll have the opportunity and then you just go from there and listen when the when the main back gets healthy now now the handcuff is essentially trade bait yeah and i got no problem getting running backs the problem is you just you need to know when it's time to get rid of them and that time is still going to be in their prime at their peak and that's the one thing that you have to kind of be okay with is coming off mm-hmm. of that value before it diminishes so that you can transfer that to another part of your team or reset the the timeline, you know, go after another younger guy. You know, you got Saquon, go go try and get ETN. Just re- try and reset the clock. You know, that's yeah, kind of that, that's how I look at it. Um, prime prime example was that I had Derrick Henry in my in the in our first dynasty year. And he got hurt. I still was able to win a championship. And then I traded him in a package and I was able to get Jamar Chase back in that package. So exactly. like that's that's the that's, exact route you want to take. Yep. Capitalize on the on the value. Malik Davis, if you guys don't follow my our YouTube page, make sure you follow our YouTube, Dynasty Life Fantasy Football. I've got like stash running backs, wide receivers, QBs. I've got different videos of stashes. Malik Davis is one of those guys on my running back list. Um, because of the whole Tony Pollard and Zeke situation, Zeke is getting up there. I mean, there's a chance that he gets hurt or they just start putting Malik Davis in and giving him some more carries. Um, you know, so he's definitely a guy I, I kind of want, especially going forward, especially after this year. Don't forget. So and with and with Tony Pollard, you know, coming off the injury, they might ease him back. You know, who knows if he's ready to start the season? Obviously, it was an injury in the playoffs. So who knows if he's back for the season, whatever the case may be. So he's absolutely well, well worth a stash. Uh, Bogey says, in a startup slow draft, would you take Jalen Waddle in a seventh and eighth round draft pick for St. Brown? Yes, absolutely. Hit smash right now. I think that's a smash, bro. Uh, I have Jalen Waddle and St. Brown right behind each other. They're like 5A and 5B for me. Um. Because Waddle has shown that he can give it to you any way you want it. He can do the PPR route, which he did his first season over 100 catches, or he can do the, you know, the yak with the bombs, which we saw last season. So he could give it to you any way you want to slice it, which is what I love um, about Jalen Waddle. So they're pretty much the same um, as for me, as far as where I rank them. So I would love to take Jalen Waddle and on top of that, get a seventh and an eighth round pick. Hell yeah, that's a smash for me. But what about you, Hammer? 
Yeah, I agree because the production is so close that you're basically getting two additional draft picks for free. That's yeah. just, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. So absolutely. <clears throat> he sent me that offer. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta pull it. Is it even? I don't even know. I got my notifications off. So I don't even know who's uh who's up. Let me pull that up real quick. And I love me some Saint Brown. I'm a I'm a sucker for Saint Brown. That is your guy. That I have him is in a, your guy. I got him in a I got him in a bunch of leagues. He he's bought all the stock on Amon Ross Saint Brown as much as he could get his hands on. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I see this? Fool? Why can't I? So what is it? See, why does mine say Jalen Waddle, but yours doesn't have a pick? So you want me to get you want me to take St. Brown and you want me to give you ah Jaylen oh Waddell so this is a trade <laughs> between the oh okay, okay yeah yeah this is a real okay. this is our real this is <laughs> that that's why it, that's why it was so funny got it got it got it <laughs> oh shit stranger what up stranger I think you've been on our show before too I think. If I'm not mistaken, but if not, I mean, I've been here around. Hopefully, you like me. If not, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's make it happen. Funny. No, I'm not giving up my seventh and eighth. No, no, no. That that I can't do, bro. But if it, yeah, this guy. If it's someone else, smash. Yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious, actually. Devontae Smith is right there, close to the Waddle St. Brown tier for me. Hey, I've got Devonta, I think, a little bit lower. Um, and I, I actually decided I scrapped all my rankings and I'm going to just start from scratch because it was just giving me a headache. So I'm going to work on that um, tomorrow, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I, I have them similarly close. They're not far off. I would say Devonta was probably in, like, my 10-ish range, maybe 11, maybe 12. So not that far off. But I like, yeah, Waddle St. Brown for me, I like better. Well, he said, I work with you a handful of times on these live streams, so I'm well aware that you love some St. Brown. Yeah, bro, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't be telling Paul you that. <laughs> All right. Uh, thoughts on – what up, Marty? Th thoughts on Cam Akers. Hammer, what do you feel about Cam Akers? I'll let you start with this one. I think if you have him, try and get rid of him. Um, try and trade him because I don't think his value is going to be as high as, it's, as it is currently just because we saw – what he did down the stretch. I mean, you know, that, that whole Rams team had nobody, you know, left basically to do anything going down the stretch. So I was actually surprised to see Cam Akers just running the ball at all for the Rams this season after what we, you know, we saw him, you know, request a trade and he was in the doghouse and, you know, everything that the Rams went through this season. Um, and he had a really productive end to his season. He was really solid. So I think people are a little higher on him now than obviously what they were going into the season once they saw, you know, what he kind of was giving you was virtually nothing. Um, so I'm not as high on Cam Akers um, as most people might or as the value may seem considering his, you know, late season success. So I think you could try and sell him and get as much as you can because we have no idea what the Rams level of commitment to Cam Akers is going to be. They brought in Kyron Williams and who knows what else they're going to do. And obviously, you know, the previous segment we were talking about running backs in general. So 
I'm I'm not high on Cam Akers, and I, I'll try to get rid of him and see, you know, what the highest value is. Yeah, um, I'm not really a Cam Akers dude. And, Jamie, I think you're right. Cam Akers does give us that Zach, uh, that Zach Stacy, that um, there's a couple guys. I mean, that Alfred Morris, like they just come and go. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be. I don't know, man. I'm uh, I don't like Cam Akers. Let me throw that out there first. Make sure you know that. So, yeah, I don't like Cam Akers. I think that he has, there's a possibility that, given the situation, if they don't draft or resign anybody, that he can possibly do some work this year. But, but then we think the, that going into – But what what are the chances of that? He's always – he's in the doghouse every other fucking week. And we um, thought that going into the season, it looked like – because if you remember, he came back for the playoff run when the Rams won the Super Bowl and everybody was high on him. He was coming off an injury. Um, and everybody was high on him, and he had a pretty good playoff run, you know, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, and everybody's, you know, you're thinking, hey, listen, if he could at least be, you know, a, a back-end RB1, you know, somewhere in that 10 to 12 range, you know, on a Rams offense that looked really good, pretty much returned all the starters. Um, so so you look at Cam Akers, and you're like, why the hell can he be a feature back, you know, for a really good offense? But And then it just kind of blew up in people's face, so... Um, I'm going to temper my expectations. And like I said, he had a really good end to the season. He finished with three straight hundred yard games and he had that three touchdown game and he had Mm -hmm. six touchdowns in his last six games. So a lot of people are looking at that and they're like, Hey, maybe he has some value going into next season. I'm a little more skeptical. Yeah. I mean, like now I, I always, I always keep saying, especially now, now is not the time to buy running backs. Now is the time to sell running backs because there's going to be a lot of shit that changes between the draft and free agency and that start of the season. Hell and yeah. if people are high on K makers right now, or if you can find someone that's high on almost any running back, really like now is the mm-hmm. time to just get that value off and either improve at another position or reset the clock. So <clears throat> if I can find somebody that'll take Cam makers for early second, mid second, even like I'm okay with taking that and just restarting. Because I don't think that Cam Akers is going to be somebody relevant for years to come. At least, like I said, if he's not a Q, if he's not an RB one, I don't care about him. So, like, like that's how that's just how I feel about it. Well, you say shoot me a counter offer. Yeah, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a counter um, when I get a chance. I'm 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 live on Instagram too, so I'll try and check it out and, and see uh, what we got. We got time, but yeah, I'd love to have some. Uh, I'm saying Brown there. Uh, went over that. Javante, this is a good question. Javante, is Javante supposed to be all the way back after surgery, and is he undisputed guy in Denver? So I think we saw two conflicting reports, right? First report came out, and they talked about, oh, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. He might end up you know, on the pup list to start the season. Then, like, not even an hour later, I think, like, Denver came out and said, oh, he should be ready, you know, to start the season week one. So we really don't know what's going to happen. What we do know is that he had a very bad tear. He tore a bunch of shit, more like the J.K. Dobbins recovery, not like Brees Hall where it was just the, you know, just the tear. So he messed up a lot more than just one thing. So we expect more of the J.K. recovery timeline than anything. But these guys are young. These guys are fucking bionic. I'm not saying he's Adrian Peterson, but maybe he heals fucking different. I don't fucking know. Oh, here we go. I um, knew you were going to bring he's that, got that Wolverine blood. Who the fuck knows? But, <laughs> but um, so yeah, 
I, I'm not sure. And typically when we see this that first year back, it's not the best year that they have, unless you're Adrian Peterson. And there's not another Adrian Peterson. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not confident in him really for this year. He's more of a guy that I'm looking for in 2024. So if you're a rebuilding team um, or if you're in a startup and you're starting really young, like I don't mind grabbing him and, and holding on to him because I think in 2024 he'll be he'll be solid. All he needs to do is show up in practice or have a little small highlight in practice and people are going to go nuts. I mean, this guy was worth, you know, three first round picks, you know, going into the season where everybody was kind of just high on his horse, you know, and it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I think he is going to be the undisputed guy. And I think we saw that takeover actually right before he got the same game that he got hurt was when Melvin Gordon fumbled, I think twice. Right. So Melvin, Go Melvin Gordon coughed it up. I think that game he had like a 75 percent snap chair, uh, snap chair, and um, he was looking good. And then he wound up getting injured. So I think that was the game where we were going to start to see him take over because Melvin was just finding himself in the damn in the doghouse. So, yeah, I think he really is the guy. And I think Sean Payton is not dumb. This guy is a Hall of Fame coach. We saw what he did, obviously, with Alvin Kamara, not saying that Javante is Alvin Kamara. Obviously, he's a little bit different, but he can catch the damn football, as we know. So. I'm excited to see what Sean Payton does because um, he's going to put the ball in the best guy's hands. We saw it, Jimmy Graham, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, you know, Mark Ingram with Alvin Kamara at the same time. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all, but what about you, Hammer? What do you, what do you think about Javante? Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything. And I think the main key point that you made is that especially with this kind of injury, you're looking, for, you're looking towards that second year. You know what I mean? Because we've seen guys, the Saquon Barkley, right? He wasn't right after that. He wasn't the same guy that first mm -hmm. year back. He played. He didn't play particularly well. wasn't efficient. And I know that Giants offense wasn't that great to begin with, but he just didn't look. He didn't have the same explosiveness, the same breakaway, all that stuff. And they were obviously going to limit his carries, limit his touches, you know, stuff like That's that. So I, so, so I expect a similar trajectory as the Saquon Barkley. So I 100% agree that you're looking towards 2024. Um, and just for some specifics, I was looking it up. It said he tore his ACL and LCL. And I so, think MCL. I think he tore like the three, or I think. Was it three? So, well, it just says ACL and LCL here in right, sleep. So I just wanted just to give some specifics. But even still, it's the same. Now, it says he's on track for the start of the season. But with that kind of injury, you really can't expect him to just come out and just be full bore. Um, so, so kind of mirror it the same way you mirrored the Saquon Barkley injury where <clears throat> you expect him to play a little bit this season, but obviously he'll, he'll have some limitations, um, and then look towards 2024 for him to be a full go. Yeah. <clears throat> guys, if you guys want to hop over to YouTube, we're on 420 fantasy Hustle <clears throat> network. The link is in my, is in my post, but, uh, yeah, I mean, chaotic. What's good, chaotic? Who else is up here? Derek, salute, Derek. Good, brother. Hey. Um, what was I? I saw something that Bogey said.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, here we go. Peyton loves him. Some one-two uh, punch run games. Wonder if he's going to bring someone else in or they retain Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm sure they bring someone else in. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be 100 confident Javante will be healthy really opening the season. I don't. Well, know. no, they Melvin. They cut Melvin Gordon. Yeah, but do they? You know, do they bring it back or do they bring someone else? And I think it's definitely possible they bring someone else in. Not not of like RB one nature, but maybe someone to compliment him or something like that. Oh, a hundred percent. I think absolutely. Um, that that would just be smart business anyway, and I think that's part of the reason why they had Melvin Gordon there in the first place because they didn't want to – and we talked about this, you know, me, you, Bagala, a bunch of the guys on the group chat where they didn't want to run the tread off that tire, off that Javante tire so quickly. Now, obviously, with the injury, you kind of have to be precautious and take precautions. But, um, yeah, I think they had a plan anyway to kind of get him, you know, have Melvin Gordon there, spell him – you know, take some of that pressure off him, especially in that goal line area where he doesn't have to take as much punishment. So I think that was the route they were looking towards anyway. And then obviously you have to, you know, get another guy or two in there to really be able to fill that until he's, you know, full go in 2024. Yeah, I, I like, I love that Sean Payton is there. I think that's great for him because Sean Payton is no dummy. Um, <clears throat> not like fucking Hackett, who didn't want to give them, give him the damn ball. He's a hack. <laughs> He's a hack. Uh, Jamie said, Javante is going for an early first. I'd rather have Gibbs or Kendra Miller over him with his injury. I would agree with Gibbs. I wouldn't agree with Kendra Miller. I'm not ready for that uh, for him yet. Um, for Gibbs, yeah, I'd rather have I'd rather have Gibbs, mainly because of the injury. Um, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, in, in some leagues, some people don't even want to give up Javante for the first unless it's Bijan, um, you know, or, or unless it's the QB. Um in one of those picks, so it's it's rough. Uh, <clears throat> I like Killer Cam, who's my third running back, maybe even fourth. Yeah, I, I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that. Close out the year strong. Well, I'm worried about the line going into 2023. Yeah, I mean they didn't look good at all. I mean Stafford looked like shit. Cup was still doing his thing, um, but the offense in general was just was looking garbage. Wouldn't be that hard to make a case for Killer Cam if you're trying to move him in a trade. Just got to find someone who's running back. Exactly, exactly. So, I, like I said, I'd move off for <clears throat> even a mid second, but I'm sure you might be able to get more than that if you if you find somebody. Uh, you know, 
Yeah, and you can sell them at the end of the at the end of the season. You know that that last like five or six game stretch where hey, listen, Cam ripped off a bunch of you know ripped off a bunch of yards, a bunch of touchdowns. You know, and he's, just he's a guy. Sell, no more, sell him high, right? No more Henderson. Henderson's not That's there it. no more. They're not That's drafting it. a running back. They need way way more shit than that. Sell the <laughs> shit out. Absolutely. And like I said, like he may do very well, but I'm okay with that because it's just you know a one year situation. I don't think you know. Going forward throughout the years, I don't, I don't, I don't really have that kind of, that kind of. I agree. Uh, oh, here we go. Pacheco, RB one or no? <clears throat> RB one or no? <clears throat> what you think, uh, Hammer? I think you know what I feel about Pacheco already. Yeah, no, and I, I, I agree. Um, I think he's, I think he's valuable. But I don't think he's an RB1 just because of, number one, the offense that they run. Uh, Andy Reid is notoriously a heavy thrower of the football. So that in and of itself right there leads me already is something that would lead me to say he's definitely not an RB1. Now, can he benefit from playing in a good offense? Yeah, but they have they have guys like McKinnon. Now, I know McKinnon is a free agent. So will they bring him back? Probably not. He's like 30 plus. I believe McKinnon is a little bit older. Will they draft somebody? I don't know what the deal with CEH is. I know you don't like CEH anyway, but I'm just going to say no from the standpoint of I don't think there's enough opportunities there in an offense that throws the ball 70% of the time. Yeah, I I just think that they have a a role that they want for him where it gets those kind of 10 to 12 touches. Mm -hmm. But I think they're not the most important touches, which suck. Like, it's not, you know, the goal line carries. Like, we see McKinnon in there fucking all the time. You know, we've seen Pacheco fumble a few times, too. But, um, like, you know, he's not getting all the time the goal line work, and he's not getting the pass work. Now, he did have a few games, especially towards the end, where he was more involved in the pass game. And you can use that to try try and trade him. But I don't think he's going to be the three-down workhorse that takes over and and is going to become, you know, some kind of RB1 on that offense. I don't think, I think they like him, but I think they have a certain role for him. Yeah, no. And I, 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 I agree with that. Bringing, definitely see and them bringing I'll be somebody honest, in. I'll be honest with you. I loved how he ran down the stretch of the oh, season hell yeah. and, and I, into the playoffs. Like he gave them. I love like, him as a player. Yeah. They, as a player, he's a, he's a fucking, he's a tough dude. Yeah. And put he, his head down and ram your Yeah. I think he gave them, you know, uh, at least some semblance of a run game identity down the stretch. And obviously into mm-hmm. the playoffs, we saw what he did throughout the playoffs and in the Super Bowl where he was he was fucking effective, man. So um, you can use that as another selling point where, hey, listen, he was really good in the playoffs. Maybe they'll try and run with him more and, you know, see see if somebody will bite. But I, I don't think over the course of 17 games or however many we play in fantasy, 14 plus the playoffs, that he'll be somebody that you want to count on week in and week out for consistent production. No. And I think they would bring in like a big hitter too. Like if they, if they could. <clears throat> so yeah, I, yeah, I I'm just, I, I'm worried a little bit about Pacheco. Don't forget he was seventh round draft pick. Like they didn't invest anything into this guy. And even though we saw him do good and even though he should probably get the opportunity to be, you know, the guy, it just, it doesn't matter what we think. Unfortunately, we just see it time and time again with these guys they just get shoved and, to the side like they're nothing i mean i always bring it up fucking j-rob was a, a top five running back and then they drafted etn in the first round and then once etn got healthy they fucking 
kicked his ass to the curb. Like, and know, also, no. too, listen, if he was in a little bit of a different situation, maybe I would feel different about it. But just the structure of that entire offense doesn't lend itself to running backs that are going to be, you know, this isn't the Tennessee Titans or the Giants or, you know, a team like that where you know they're going to, or the Baltimore Ravens even, where you know he's going to get consistent run game opportunity. That's just not the way the offense is built. So I agree. And his and his receiving work isn't great. They'll bring in somebody like McKinnon. McKinnon was getting all the receiving down work. They so, love McKinnon. And he's, he's going to be cheap. He's going to be cheap too. So I like, I, I think if anything, it's going to be the same thing like we saw, you know, this year almost. Um, and he could run for like a thousand yards, but the problem is like, is he going to get the touchdowns and, and is he going to get enough receptions to actually be, you know, a difference maker, one, yeah. um, you know, cause he might run for a hundred yards, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, he doesn't catch a pass. Then, I mean, he's got 10 points and that sucks. Uh, I mean, it's decent, but it's not like what you're expecting, what you kind of want out of him. So. What did you think about Nolan Smith uh, crushing the combine? Yeah, that was fucking, that was nuts. This guy ran a 4.39, fucking 6.2240. You know what's that crazy was, about that? That was good. And we'll see more. Obviously, we'll see the running backs and the, um, the wide receivers this weekend. I think Saturday and Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. You know what's crazy about that is that you know that now football people are just out of their mind where I got an alert from Fox Sports that this guy ran this. Like I got, got an it. alert. I got an alert from Fox Sports that said so-and-so ran at the combine. I'm like, all right. I mean, listen, I don't put much stock into what guys do at the combine because we see these guys come out all the time, you know, that what do crazy stuff. <laughs> that do crazy stuff at the combine, but you know, take it for what it's worth. I I generally take that combine stuff. Yeah, listen, we saw, we saw, uh, we saw Zach Wilson make that fucking one throw in uh, that one. It was actually a kind of nice throw off the back foot, but obviously no defense or anything in that combine, and he hasn't made a throw like that ever since. Bro, the no. combine so, the, to me, to me, the combine so overrated because you're in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, I mean they love them. The measurables always, um, of course, mean something. Uh, but that speed sometimes as a receiver we're kind of seeing lately like isn't like the worst thing like it's you know it's guys fine. like you know Keenan Allen or or St. Brown where they don't have that you know that 4-3 but and we see some of these guys that are blazing speed that can't catch a pass for their life like fucking you know Don Ross <laughs> all these guys go. that disappear Will Fuller um you know uh <clears throat> Hate to say Henry Ruggs, but Henry, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs Jack, yeah. Deshaun Jackson. I mean, well, Deshaun Jackson was pretty damn good. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Oh, he meant to say Latavius Murray before, not uh, yeah. All right. Roshan would be a good fit in Denver. Yeah. What was the latest mock that he went to? Um, I think we did a mock yesterday. I forgot where he went to. Uh, but it was a decent spot. But yeah, he could he could fit there. I see that. I can see that. Lions get Kendra Miller with Swift only playing 40-50% of snaps plus his injury history and last year contract. I love that for Miller and Dynamo. Yeah, I think any running back that that goes there mm -hmm. um, would be. I do still think that re-sign Jamal Williams because he's going to be relatively cheap. And he wants to go back there. So that's the tough part about it. But yeah, I don't like it's tough with Swift. Like you said, last year that contract and 
if they don't re-sign him, they, he's got to go somewhere else. But at that point, if some if he's got to go somewhere else, like is that RB one like out the window forever? Like that'll just never happen, probably. You know, like they can't give him that much work because he just he gets hurt like time after time again. Anytime they try and feed him the rock, he just gets hurt. So they kind of they got to have some kind of balance. And I think you talked about it, Hammer. That uh, you know RB two uh, one of our streams, but. Yeah, they like him for that. Like, you know, he can do that little twelve to fifteen touch, um, and he can still be productive. But that's he's just going to be. It is what it is. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because you look at it and you're like, damn. If he if he just you know if he could take twenty twenty two mm-hmm. you know uh, opportunities a game, if he could handle that, if his body could handle that, what he could be. Uh, but he just can't, and I think that's fine. But a lot of people expect him and will probably draft him to be that twenty twenty two. You know. Uh, opportunity a game guy and that's probably not what he's going to be we kind of saw that down the stretch obviously we did talk about it on our you know on our other show and it's it's important to understand too especially if you're trading him I wouldn't trade for him but if you are trading him you know try and try and talk him up a little bit but understand the expectation and if he's on your team you kind of have to understand that they're going to have the Jamal Williams right well Jamal Williams have like 17 touchdowns like it was crazy we had a, a question on Instagram. Would you rather have Gibbs or ETN? <clears throat> My answer was ETN. I'd rather have ETN. I like the situation. I like that they pretty much said, you're our fucking guy. Like, get the fuck out of here, J-Rob. <clears throat> we don't care about you no more. <laughs> yep. We need ETN to get the rock. So, <clears throat> yeah, I love um, – I like ETN. I have him higher than Gibbs. Not that far, though. I think I got Gibbs at, like, maybe three spots, four spots behind ETN. So, yeah, that kid uh, Smith was a high third. Yeah, that's the thing with the, especially for the linemen and all that kind of shit. Like people just they go way up the, way up the draft boards. And um, I think I was talking about it earlier with somebody how Bryce Young is not is deciding not to throw at the combine, so they're not going to measure him. We're not going to know his official height and weight. If I'm not mistaken, I'll, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to measure him if he's not participating. <clears throat> because that could hurt him. Like if he if he comes in like under 5'10", I think they've said officially he's like 5'10 and a half or 5'10 and a quarter. So that's that's right in between the Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. Uh <clears throat> So, you know, can he be, can he do that? Can he do, you know, what those guys did? So Uh, I I think he's talented enough. He can make all the throws. Um, So I, I think he's going to be really good, but. So really quick. I heard him, but. So really quick on him. I was listening to some, I forgot. It was one of our local shows here in New York. And they basically said that the size comparison, the most successful quarterback that was Bryce Young's size like in terms of wins and productivity, like the comp is Doug Flutie. Like that's the comp in terms of size and production related to the size. So Drew Brees was six feet. Now I don't, I'm not saying he won't be successful or can't be successful because we've seen guys come into the league and do crazy things. Did we, did we know Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes? No. Did we think Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers? No. So, you know, I'm not saying he can't be successful, but that's a 
that's a strong comp, especially for a guy that size, like to see over the linemen, to be able to, you know, see down well, the field, all those different things. It, and to take hits, like he's he's going to get well, hit. I think like, that's, that's, the scariest. that's the scariest part is to take hits because of his his size, you know, with a big guy falling on him. Like, I think that's the, the scariest part um, about it. But I think, you know, some of these shorter guys, it's more of, you know, opening up those lanes you're throwing in between lanes. You see even Mahomes, all these guys dropping it, dropping their arm, you know, fitting it in. <clears throat> you got to move the linemen, move, move everybody. So, you know, for me, it's not uh, it's not as it's not as important, I think, as it once was, because we see now, I mean, some of these big, tall quarterbacks, they, they're garbage. And also, too, <laughs> I, I think you I know? think that the. I think that the protections in place for the quarterbacks make it a little bit more, a little different in terms of taking hits. He's going to take some hits, but I think that the protections that are in place for the quarterbacks, like you can't land directly on them. Like it could still happen, but the likelihood of him taking one of those hits that we've seen 10, 15 years ago, or even five years ago is less likely with all the protections that they put in place. So I think his chance of being successful is probably greater than it would have been five, 10 years ago, but it would be a concern for me well, I if think, I was if I was a GM. I think with guys like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson that are doing it and their ability to, you know, scramble out of the pocket and create, you know, off script or when things don't go right and still being able to make a play, um, you know, the NFL likes those quarterbacks a lot more and more nowadays than the typical kind of stay in the pocket and, you know, if nobody's open, you're fucked and you're sacked. But <clears throat> I don't know. I think that, um, you know, the NFL likes that more and more a la why, you know, we would, we want to see Trey Lance so much, so bad. Like, okay, if Brock Purdy was able to do that, like what the fuck can a guy like Trey Lance do um, in that offense? So it's just, you know, I like to think about it that way too. You drive a hard bargain for Jalen Waddle, 712. I'm not giving up more than Jalen Waddle for St. Brown. I told you that they're like right at the same for me. You got to give me something in order for me to give you Waddle. I'm not giving up more than Waddle. <laughs> uh, combines where you make your money. Yeah, because, you know, the difference between, you know, first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, or even, you know, one, two, top five, top 10, top 30. Um, that shit means a lot. I think a change of scenery could help Swift's upside, but at that point, it's going to be too late for him in Dynasty. Exactly. That, that's, yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, it's rough. And are they going to give him the three down work? They, like, you know, if you see that he can't handle that, like if he again isn't able to handle it, or if this year they just give him those limited touches again, I mean, why would somebody else want to give him the reins if he can't, you know, stay healthy? And, you know, Hard Knocks was, was good. They hyped the shit up. Like, Deuce Staley was in there, like, bro, you need to fucking play through some of this <laughs> shit. Like, you need to fuck get stronger. And he looked bigger before the season. He looked stronger. He put on muscle and he's still just wasn't able to stay healthy. So ETN over Gibbs. I think Gibbs could sneak into the top 10 next year. Yeah, absolutely. I have ETN RB6 and Gibbs RB14 right now. I think I have Gibbs in my top 10. So the one thing, the one thing that concerned me about ETN was his lack of receiving, right? He, he was, he was noted as a, as a really good pass catcher. And I think once they, once they, once they started giving him a ton of that, that main every down back volume, his, his pass catching kind of 
took a significant dive from what you know what we expected and what we thought he was going to be. So that would be the only one concern. But I still think he's really good in a really good young offense with a really good offensive coach and a really a, a budding star quarterback. Because I think Trevor Lawrence found something in that second half of the season and obviously into the playoffs. So I definitely like uh, ETN over Gibbs as well. Yeah, uh, make a good point. Living in a day and age of the running back by committee, exactly, which oh, is why yeah. I hate running backs even oh, more. Yeah. Like, I'm not, oh, I don't yeah. want to bet on something that I'm unsure of, and I'm not a hundred percent. Well, obviously, we never know, mm-hmm. but if I'm really not feeling it or the chances are low, I'm a numbers guy. I look at the chance, like, if, if, the, if the opportunity is not there, or the chances are low, I don't want to spend my assets on that said player or particular player, especially at the running back position <clears throat> because it's, it's more for me. It's a, it's just a year to year thing. I mean, I'd rather punt running back. You wait till the middle of your dynasty season. You look at the worst teams in the league who are going to be bad and not make the playoffs. And then you go try and buy the running backs that they have, the older running backs that they have, because you get them for cheaper. Like, well, you want to get something for the RB because next year, like you ain't getting nothing. So you might as well give them up. So you know, it's always good. I like trading, you know, during the middle of the season or early in the season. Once once teams are, are kind of out of it, that's when I try and go buy some of those running backs where they're cheaper. You know, they're just they're just cheaper for me at that point. And I only got a chance it for, you know, that one year where, you know, I'm OK with that. Yeah, I agree. And I think you can we talk about this more and more is that you could probably on one hand count the amount of every down backs. Right. There's probably yeah. maybe five in, in a given year if that yeah well i showed that graphic from last week and it was i think i had 19 <laughs> i had 19 of like the latest like bell cow running backs that there have been now and like a few years ago and i think there was like 78 percent of them were drafted in the first and second round compared to the ones that were not drafted in the first and second round so you know and we see nowadays like you know there are the running backs are moving down the board. Like, oh, yeah. You know, they're not going in the top five, top 10 anymore. Um, it's been you know, devalued. Like on, so, you know, maybe we do see more second year. I mean, second round draft picks, maybe third round draft picks. Maybe we see more of them start to be useful. But I just think, again, it's more of a running back com- committee. They're not trying to draft these guys as the as the workhorse guys, unless you are like, you know, we know Bijan is obviously we've seen the production. Like we knew Saquon was AP, like it, j- just those generational guys, like other than the generational guys, like there's just. But think about it, right? Brees Hall was on his way to become rookie of the year. He was drafted in the second round. Kenneth oh, Walker. He was my dynasty RB1 and then he got hurt. Like he he vaulted everything for me. I'm like, that's right. Like, Brees right. Hall is RB1. And Kenneth then he wound up getting hurt. So. Same sort of deal. So these guys, like these, you know, these running backs, they're they're taking them, they're devaluing them. And also, too, because then you don't have to pay them as much, right? And even on that, so you know, you have that that option. I know the, the fifth-year option is for first-round picks only, but the, the position's just been devalued so much that these teams are waiting to the second and but, third round. Well, I think the contracts never last is the other problem. And we saw Todd Gurley. I mean, this dude retired at 28 years old. That mm-hmm. was crazy when I saw that he retired at 28 years old. Well, the seasons that he was able to put up. And, yes, he got hurt or whatever, and, you know, they gave him the big that, contract. But so, it's just so we the, just don't see, especially those second contracts, we don't see them really. 
So the crazy thing about Todd Gurley is the crazy thing about Todd Gurley is, and this is something the Rams should have known because when the Rams drafted him out of Georgia, he already had no ACLs from college. Like he, I think he had two ACL surgeries or something like that. Like he had no ACLs coming into the, to the NFL and he was amazing. But after the, the, they knew his career was only going to be six, seven years or something like, you know, it was going to be a very short career. So but I think the better no, he was a beast. But I think the better comp for paying a running back, especially after that first contract, is Ezekiel Elliott. Like that's the that's the prime example why a lot of these teams don't pay a running back on that second contract because then you're paying 16, 17 million dollars a year when you can have, you know, a second and third year guy, or you can just sign a guy and have five million dollars allocated to that position instead of 16, 17 million dollars. So yeah, are they still yeah, I feel you. Um, but yeah, Bogey, are they still officially going to measure Bryce Young, even though he's not going to throw? You know what they say? It's not the size of the boat; it's the motion. Pow! In the ocean. Pow! <laughs> that that was a little deep, but oh shit! Like I said, pause. <laughs> but we see pause happen like OD now, like. Uh, Lucas said that shit the other day and it wasn't even like a situation where you really needed to say pause. He, he was just like, yeah, he comes out with a lot of energy and he was like, oh shit, uh, pause. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, come on. They're just, they're doing way too much with the pause shit now. Why, uh, Skipper, you can clearly see his body's statue without the tape measure. Yeah, I mean... So he's, I think he's thin. He's thin, definitely. I mean, CJ Stroud is the is the taller guy. But CJ Stroud was absolutely horrible under pressure, like bad. Um, you know, obviously that can improve. Obviously in the NFL, he's always had great weapons around him too. Um, not to mention Bryce Young also didn't have what Mechie or JMO last year. Um, so. But also, too, I think a lot of these top I think a lot of these top guys, the reason why they don't throw at the combine is because you can only hurt yourself by doing that. Yeah, there's another there's enough tape on him. And and he's I think he's a really good leader where people will get behind him. Um, Yeah. My one worry is just him getting crushed uh, (laughs) by some by fucking Nick Bosa or some shit like that. Like, God, like (laughs) he's definitely got to he's definitely got to get up there. Um, you believe in a JT comeback, or are you out on JT dynasty wise? No, I'm still in on JT. Um, <clears throat> I'm still in on JT. He's still in my top four. So I still like JT. I think it was just a, a bad year. I mean, the offense was shit. Everything was just shit. He wound up getting hurt, and it just never turned back around. It was a good time to buy low on on him. I mean, he's still young. I mean, yes, I still I still liked it. Uh, Still like JT. We still good on him. Thoughts on Dubes, your boy. He came out the gate strong. He came out the he gate did. real strong. He and did. People were really, were really high on, were really high on Dubes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not as, I'm a little higher on Christian Watson just because I think the measurables are a little bit different and the explosiveness is a little bit different. But I, I oh, do like good. Dubes, and I think he could. He, he kind of, he kind of gives me Randall Cobb vibes. For whatever reason, um, I think he's he's really good. He's quick. I don't think he's fast, 
Christian Watson's fast, but Dubes is quick, right? And he he proved he can <clears throat> create a little bit of separation. Um, and he was kind of Aaron's go-to guy before Watson emerged, right? So Dubes developed a little bit of a rapport with Aaron a little quicker than Christian Watson did now. Yeah, you could say that's because of Christian Watson's injury, you know, the first half of the season and even going into training camp, preseason, etc. But I like Dubes, and I think him and Watson have the kind of that it kind of has that Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb vibes where they're two really good. That big outside outside receiver. Like two really good players that can kind of grow at the same time. Um, Now, a lot of, a lot of his growth is going to really be determined on who the quarterback's going to be. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, you feel a little bit better about it. If Jordan Love is the quarterback, then you're kind of in a wait and see. But um, I like him as a player. I'm just, we're just not sure what the quarterback's going to look like. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what do you say? If Roger, Rogers comes back, then I would rather uh, – what do you say? You tell me Rogers comes back, I would rather have Romeo over Christian for the PPR goodness. I, no, I, yeah, I'd rather have Christian Watson definitely um, if, if, if Rogers comes back. I think he looks for him <clears throat> often. Um, and he does that kind of Devonte shit, like before the you know before the snap, he 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 runs that little fucking screen pass thing, like you know, mm-hmm. it runs the little hot routes. I think they try and get the ball in his hands a lot, even on the jet sweeps and shit like that. Some of the short passes. So yeah, I definitely like Christian Watson a lot. If Aaron Rodgers goes back, if he doesn't, I'm a little bit lower on Christian Watson, but uh, he's good. He just needs to stay stay healthy. Stay healthy. That's it. Um, <clears throat> Dubs is for noobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Frank Gore, yeah, but Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. That dude was a fucking straight monster workhorse. Like, just that dude just kept trucking and trucking till he was real old. When did he wind up quitting? 35, he was old as hell. Thirty six. Oh right? yeah. I think he's like third he in always, NFL history. He always kept the legs churning. He was one of my favorite <laughs> running backs. Um, just he was consistent. Not Very not consistent. not the most like elusive dude, but he was straight. No. Just he was a battle and yeah, he's not he's not fucking around. He was solid. You know, there's not a lot of guys really that are like well, not a lot of guys at all that were see um, see. But the difference the difference with Frank Gore and with Todd Gurley was. Uh, Todd Gurley had degenerative knees like he had no ACLs like if you tear your ACLs in college and they're repaired that's fine but Todd Gurley had no ACLs Um, or there was something like that where he had like chronic there was something chronic in his knees where you could you already knew that his shelf life was going to be shorter you know just tearing your ACL you know that's I'm not saying it's not a big deal but it's I think it's a little bit of a different situation than what um, Frank Gore had. Yeah, Frank. Didn't he get his ass knocked out by somebody? Didn't he fight in one of them celebrity things? Yeah, yeah. Well, he lost. Was... I don't know if he got knocked out or not. Who he fight? Who did he fight? He did get knocked out. Who did Frank got? Who did... somebody's got to know? Who did Frank it was, fight? It was a celebrity thing. It was somebody yes. we definitely know. It was somebody that we know. Um, was it Jake Paul? Or did he or win? Was it Adrian Peterson? Or did he win against Adrian Peterson? I don't remember. I know exactly What's what it? you're talking about. I just can't remember who he fought. <clears throat> who the fuck did he fight? 
Anybody know? I think AP fought too. I don't know if they fought each other or what. Or he, he actually had a professional boxing debut. What what the hell? Oh, this is 2022. 2022. Frank. Yaya something. He knocked no, out he, Yaya something. No, he, no, played, no. he fought a celebrity. Who was it? Darren Williams. Darren Williams. That's right. Frank Gore seen here in the exhibition. Oh, so he won. He beat. He beat. Uh, no, Darren Williams beat Frank Gore. Yeah, but Darren Williams is an actual like fighter though. He's got like a gym and everything. Like he's a real like he actually trained. I don't know if Frank Gore does or not. But yeah, no, Frank Gore fought, knocked somebody out. He fought but... Paul. No, he didn't. He didn't fight Paul. Yeah, he did. I think he did. He fought Paul. Jake Paul. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. That 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 one I saw, and I knew he fought a celebrity. Um, so Daron Williams, yeah, I remember that. I don't think he's did he fight Paul. Let me know if that's right. No, he only had two fights. I don't know if he no. fought Paul. No, he only had two fights. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, Darren Williams. Uh, do you think Christian Watson's ceiling is going to be a wide receiver one? We got a question over here. You think Christian Watson's ceiling is a wide receiver one? Yes, given the right quarterback scenario. If Aaron Rodgers plays for the next two to three years for the Packers, yes, I believe so. If it's Jordan Love, I'm not sure. Yeah, but yes. I think I can agree with that. I can see him as a as a back-end wide receiver one. Um, but that's the thing is if it's not Aaron <clears throat> Rodgers, like – we don't know. I like that. See, for for me, a guy like Christian Watson is a guy. That's a guy I want to come off of now. While the while he's perceived right now as a top fifteen. Did we talk about this the other night? Mm-hmm. We perceived him as a. I, we perceive him as a top fifteen dynasty wide receiver almost, or most people, or have him close, or maybe in that area. Um, for me, I have him a little lower. But if people are going to perceive him as a top fifteen wide receiver, like I'm perfectly fine with trying to tear up a little bit. Let me go get the you know the London Olave Garrett Wilson. Um, and come off of Christian Watson if it's not going to cost me much more, you know, than Christian Watson because you believe in him. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely take advantage of the of the hype of Christian Watson because there is a chance that Aaron Rodgers doesn't go back and he hurts his value. Like if he doesn't put in a good season next season, he's gonna his value is gonna drop tremendously. So you can take advantage of the value now while you had a while you have a chance. Yeah, I agree, and I think I have Christian. I have Christian Watson on my dynasty team, and I'm I'm actually holding on to him, um, considering my situation, considering the other guys I do have on my roster. Christian Watson is my wide receiver three right now, wide receiver three flex right now. So I don't mind having him for the long haul because I think even if Jordan Love does play, there is still some upside there. So, you know, if if he turns out to just be a wide receiver two with uh, Jordan Love or even a high-end wide receiver three, then I'm, I'm okay with that because there is there is high-end explosive upside there. You know, if he gives me weeks where he gives me 25, you know, fine, I'll take that as a bonus. If he gives me weeks where he gives me eight, then I'm like, okay, he's my wide receiver three. So I, I like his upside um, with either quarterback, but obviously with Aaron Rodgers, it's obviously infinitely better. <clears throat> Um, Huss, what up, Huss? There he is. Uh, Marty said, who was it? A- who did AP fight? I'm not sure who AP fought, but I think he lost, if 
I'm not mistaken. Somebody look that up. Um, who did AP fight? I think he lost. Uh, we got another question here on Instagram. One QB league. Uh, one, let's see, the 105. Is that pick worth taking third best running back? I'm stacked at wide receiver. Um, not really. I think I, I want to take the best player available, whether it's running back or wide receiver, I think, at that point. So if the best available is a running back, then that's fine. Um, but otherwise, I'm, I'm going best player available. It doesn't matter, like, what you need, particularly on your team, because you want to take the value. If you don't need that particular player or said player, you can move that for, you know, the value that you do need at running back. But take the value now because then you can use that value to trade for a running back that you need. So just take the best player available. You don't want to reach for, you know, because you have a need um, on your team. Really quick, uh, Le'Veon, Le- Le'Veon Bell knocked out AP. Le'Veon Bell knocked out AP. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> AP. <laughs> Come on, Purple Jesus. What the fuck? Well, he wasn't Purple Jesus that day. God damn. You all right, brother? <laughs> you all right, bro? <laughs> That is, I still love you, dog. It's all good. That's, that's comedy. Um, so what you was the question? There? Fuck. Come on, yeah. bro. What was the question you got there about the 105? Uh, uh, yeah, the 105. Is it worth taking the third best running back because he's stacked at wide receiver? Um, you heard no, no, and I, I totally agree just because of people are good, people have needs in the rest of your, your draft. So if you take the guy with the highest value, that's, that's trade bait. That's whatever the case may be, but always take the value, especially in, in a rookie draft, right? Cause there's, there's still the rest of the off season to be able to make trades, to be able to see where everything shakes out. So always take the value regardless. I agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's right. Target really had chronic arthritis arthritis mm-hmm. after he blew out. Yeah, that that's correct. That's correct. So we already, he was, we already, he was amazing. That, that dude was scoring was, he was amazing. Insane. But we, but we knew his shelf life was only going to be, and remember he, he, he left the Rams and went to Atlanta and just like disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's over Watson with Rogers. Yeah. No, thanks. No. Yeah. I'm not, no, 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 no. We know that Watson has the higher ceiling clearly. Who knocked out Frank Gore? That celebrity uh, was it. Darren? Did we just say with Darren Williams? Did he knock him out or did he just win? Knocked out. No. Oh, <laughs> I just looked it up. It's a night we knocked him out. Oh shit! Christian Watson gives me Mike Evans vibe. Uh, I think I he's, think he's, he's a, little a little faster. Yeah, he's faster. Um, he's not as physical as a receiver, and he's as not Mike as Evans. physical. No, Mike Evans is a fucking dog. That dude, he's a dog. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Six straight thousand yard seasons, seven straight or some shit More. like that. I think it was Pull like seven up. or eight. Pull that up. About yeah. Pull that up quick. I think that was about eight straight thousand yard seasons. What is he at? Seven, uh, seven in a row. I'm gonna bring it up right now. Mike Evans. Let's see. So 2014. No, he's had every single year has been a thousand yard team. So one, two. Yeah. How three, many years four, is that? Four, how many years is that? Nine. Nine straight thousand yard seasons, including this past season where he hit a thousand. I mean, to be fair, fantasy though, because that was after that was after the shit that was a championship, so that didn't (laughs) no, no. And what was crazy is two seasons in two separate seasons, he had 1001 and 1006. So take that for what you will. Uh, flowers, 
Flowers or Quentin Johnson? We got another question. Uh, for me, it's Quentin Johnson. I have him ahead of Flowers. I think the upside is just way too much to try and pass up on um, if you're deciding between those two. I like Zay Flowers, um, but he is going to come in on the shorter side. We're going to find out soon enough how short uh, he really is. Um, but I like him, but I like I like Quentin Johnson more. Now, Zay Flowers could find himself in a sick situation. I mean, he goes to like the Chiefs or the Bills or some shit like that. So I think it'd be interesting at that point. Maybe I would go for for Flowers. But, it, you know, if your draft is after the actual NFL draft, that'll, you know, that'll tell us a little bit more in uh, at that time. So, but yeah, right now I would, I would just even still, I probably would just take Quentin because of the upside. You're like, you want to go with the talent over the situation for the most part anyway. And what Quentin Johnson could be, I mean, he could be a boss um, without a doubt, but I think the upside is, is good enough for you to just to take that chance um, on him. Or if you did want Zay Flowers, just trade back one or two spots um, and pick up another asset. This way you can pick up Flowers if you like him better. You know, that's what I would do. You see he beefed up to 185. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I saw he beefed all the way up. All the mocks I'm seeing, JSN, third or fourth wide receiver off the board. Who's your top three wide receivers? I still have JSN, Quentin Johnson, and Addison. I don't think that's really going to change for me. Um, Like I said, just with the upside, JSN has to be the number one. Like, there's no way that you can do what you did and not be. Like, we saw Olave. We saw Wilson. He outproduced those guys. Um commanded more targets than those guys. And then those guys went on and were drafted high in the NFL draft. And on top of that, um, they were studs in their, their first season. Um, there was a video also, I think I talked about this last week where there was a video of Wilson, um, Olave and JSN. And there was a reporter asking a question, who is the best route runner? And they were all saying, they were both saying JSN pointing at JSN. So I think that's going to help him a lot. I love me some JSN. He gives me that Amara St. Brown, that Keenan Allen type of vibes where not the fastest in the world, but just a technical route runner, great off the line of scrimmage. Um, but yeah, I love me some, I love me some JSN. You got any comments on that hammer? No, to be honest, I haven't done a ton that's of digging. I, three, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't done a ton of uh, digging in on the rookies. I've just started getting into it, obviously with the, uh, with Mel Kuyper and McShay. So I'm I'm starting to hone in on the rookies. Obviously, you hear, you know, Jigba, you hear um, Bijan, you hear Addison. So I'm starting to really lock in on some of the rookies. Um, you know, I'll be able to give you some more in-depth detail as I as I do my scouting because I usually I usually take a little bit of a break. Um, usually around mid-March, that's when I start really honing in. Obviously, the combine, um, I'm locked into ESPN. So I haven't done a ton of scouting on the rookies. Uh. Just appeared to me my shortage of RBs lost me some chances of making the tournament. Yeah, I mean, listen, you always want to have RBs, even if they're, you know, right now is a time to stock up on the on the bench RBs. Um, you know, if you go to our channel, Dynasty Life Fantasy Football, I've got an RB stash. I think I've got two videos of RB stashes that you can either try and buy for cheap or stash on your roster because depending what happens with the combine, depending what happens with free agency, these are guys that maybe could, you know, work out in camp and find themselves on that second or third slot, mm -hmm. you know, at running back. And if an injury happens, these guys can come in to start for you. Um, even if it's just a game or two, or you can trade those guys for picks during the season. Somebody's going to need to start a running back at some point in time because of an injury. 
And if you've got that backup running back, you know, you can get that off for, especially if that team's trying to compete for the playoffs, you get a second, third round pick for nothing for a guy you picked up of off, off the waivers that nobody was thinking about in the off season. So, you know, what? Uh, so a really Malik good Davis example. was one of those guys you mentioned, I think you mentioned him earlier, um, David, but yeah, Malik Davis is one of those guys. So a really good example of that uh, about a year ago was Elijah Mitchell, right? He was like a mm-hmm. sixth or seventh, seventh round draft pick, right? He was behind Mostert and Jeff Wilson and in San before Francisco. You, before you say anything else, one, another reason why you don't spend on those running backs. Elijah Mitchell averaged 100 yards a game, and they didn't get, they didn't care. Let's go get CMC. Sorry, Eli. My bad, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. And that, obviously, that was a little disappointing for me because I had Elijah Mitchell, but, you know, and I thought he was going to be at least, you know, heavily involved a little bit more obviously the injury i think the injury history is what made them go get christian mccaffrey um but but the perfect example but the perfect example of what you were alluding to you know in terms of having that that second or third running back on the depth chart was that elijah mitchell how he you know went behind molster and jeff wilson those two guys get hurt they plug elijah mitchell in who is a seventh round draft pick he was maybe third or fourth on the depth chart i know they had trey sermon but trey sermon never turned into anything but Elijah Mitchell came in, produced really well in a running offense, and boom, you had a running back. So, and he helped me kind of vault myself into the to the championship in our first year of our home dynasty league. And he helped he helped me win the championship in the first league. And he wasn't even somebody that I thought about going into the season. So that's it. That's the perfect example of what you're talking about. Dante Foreman is another one for the last mm-hmm. few years. Where yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. you snatch him on your bench, and, and now you've got a guy that you're riding. You know. To the playoff with um, and shit. That was from uh, Highest Tolerance. Shout out to him over here. He, he mentioned uh, Dante Foreman there. Yeah, Mr. Bakes a lot. I'm a big Vikings fan, baby. You see it back here, baby. <laughs> we got the skull going on. And Hammer's a Packers fan, so we constantly uh, go at it. Oh, we've been going at it since we were children. Yeah, that's true. Uh, just got in a certified Alexander Madison Mirror Auto out of 125 nice fuck yeah awesome now what's going to happen with madison i mean i'm sure he goes somewhere and gets a role i don't think he's going to be a three down workforce he's shown he's kind of he's capable of it but Mm. i don't think anybody's going to be willing to pay that money that's the problem yeah the market force the market for you know, running backs that are going to be part of a committee is not going to be very high, but he'll 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 get a role somewhere, and I think he'll be productive as he was in Minnesota behind uh, Dalvin. Yeah, Jamie said I scout my rookies early February. Yeah, I mean, I I, I scouted a bunch of I watched a couple games of some of the top guys. I didn't go like crazy deep because I know that the draft is going to tell us a lot more about those back end kind of guys and the combine, of course. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I have no problem with that, Jamie. Like I said, I'm I'm more of a <clears throat> I'm I'm into all the other sports as well. So I'm into basketball, I'm into baseball. I gotten into hockey last year. So, you know, I'm paying attention to everything. So usually when the season ends, I'm kind of locked into basketball because you know, basketball's starting to heat up for the playoffs. So usually around that that mid-March, right after March Madness, that's when, you know, teams really start preparing for the draft, the combine. So you know, it's more prevalent on the ESPN networks. They start talking about that. So I get a lot of my information from there and kind of start ramping up, you know, ramping up towards the NFL draft. Yeah. And once you get past, you know, once you get into really the third round of your rookie drafts, like it's it's very hard to hit on those guys, like as mm-hmm. elite players anyway. 
um, the, the chances are very low to hit on, you know, elite players. Um, and elite right away. So, yeah. <clears throat> so it depends how deep you really want to go. It depends how deep your league is, too. You know, there's people that play in these, you know, start eights, you know, with, you know, one QB or even super flex, like start eight. There's just not a lot of positions where those guys are just irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, depending on your format, you know, you it depends on, you know, the more scouting or, or what you need to do. Thoughts on Isaiah Spiller. He was hyped up coming into the season very much. Um, yeah, he was. Especially that yeah, Eckler was. was like, bro, I don't want to run the ball like like this all the time. <laughs> like, give I, me a, a, another guy like when they had, what, Melvin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, I, yeah, go ahead. I thought, I thought Spiller was going to be at least somewhat involved. It, he it, it, he was so frequently involved that they were running Josh Kelly out there, right? So that tells you everything you need to know. Now, was he ready for the role? Did he know? Because I know there's a lot more that goes into, you know, how they feel about certain running backs than just running the ball, right? The pickups, the blitz pickup, the protection schemes, like all that stuff. So maybe he is a good runner of the football, but is he a good pass catcher? Does he know the blocking scheme? Like I said, can he pick up the blitz? Like all that different stuff. So maybe he just wasn't ready for the role as a rookie um, and what it entailed. Awesome. But it was very disheartening to see that he wasn't involved as much as we all thought he would be considering – you know, Austin Eckler said he wasn't really trying to be running the ball between the tackle twenty. You know, between the tackles twenty times a game. So it, it was definitely disheartening. But if you have him on your roster, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up on him just yet. Um, and if you have him on your taxi squad, even better. Just leave him there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he's a guy that you know. I, I don't know how high that you drafted him. He was going what early second round in some drafts. I mean. Really depended on what you felt in the league, but ever, mm -hmm. since he went to the Chargers, like that kind of drafted, you know, that kind of pushed him up where people were like, "Oh shit, like this is a good spot." Um, so he's a sneaky kind of guy that could do something next year, but again, like you know, we gotta wait and you gotta wait. see it, like yeah, <laughs> because it's not it's not worth it to take the chance on him right now. Well, what you're gonna have to pay for him, um, you know, right now because shit could change. You know, obviously the the draft and free agency comes, so. You might as well wait and buy into these running backs once the season is coming up and we know, you know, where they land, you know, on the depth chart and, you know, if the teams wound up getting other running backs. And shit. So, now, now I'll, I'll, I'll push back a little bit on you and say, mm -hmm. do you think because he was so, um, he wasn't involved as much or he wasn't as, didn't have as really any production to speak of, do you think he's a good buy low guy? Cause maybe you could just look yeah. at it and be like, Hey, listen, fuck it. I'll he's buy him low for a, a late second round pick or early third round pick, whatever the case may be. He's on, he's on my list. I do. I do a third. I don't think I'd spend a second just because how deep, you know, the running back class is. I'd probably just rather take the chance on, on someone else. But if you can spend a third or, or even less than that on him, like, yeah, mm -hmm. sure, I'll take the chance. Or you get him as a throw in, in a trade, you know, you make right. a trade and Hey, throw in Isaiah Spiller, you know, see if you could get him in, you know, if you can get him in as a throw and that's where, mm -hmm. you know, you, that's where it's okay to try and take chances on some of these guys like early, like now if you made a trade with somebody and they could throw in Isaiah Spiller for like nothing. Right. And, um, you know, I'll take it. <clears throat> the important aspect of the combine, mine is the height and weight. And when I go, yeah, college nominator and breakout age are, are a lot of it. And, you know, are they, are they coming out early or not? Um, or are they a four year, you know, five year player? So, you know, those are things, of course. And, yeah, the height and the weight, obviously, we want to see where these guys come out of. 
you know, height, weight wise, uh, and height wise and weight wise, <clears throat> especially some of these uh, wide receivers and more importantly, the running backs, you know, how small is Devin A. Chain? You know, are, are, is a team going to give him the workhorse role? He, he had it in college, but can he do that now, you know, in the NFL? Is a team going to actually give him that workhorse role? You know, how small really is Deuce Vaughn? I mean, you know, how big is Jameer Gibbs? I don't think it matters much for Jameer Gibbs because I still think he's going to be okay. But um, there are that those are some of the things. Um, you know, Bryce Young, of course, we talked about that. So do I have one of those scold things you could drink beer out of? No, I should. I was looking for one. Um, I should buy one, definitely. Because then I, I should be sipping out of that shit right now. Skull drink. I'm about to look for one right after this. Uh, three cone drill of the hockey game, but I suck at betting it. Need some of your insight. <clears throat> hockey? I don't do much hockey, but uh, I got Jetta after winning the ship plus the 101 end pits. I'm on a streak. God damn, you are just eight to ten in motherfucker. Um, what are people just saying? Just handing over the goods? Like, <laughs> how does that work? Yeah, pits you buying low on. I mean, that's awesome. I don't know how you wound up getting Jetta and you won the ship. I mean, now you're adding Jetta 101 and pits. So, Jamie, know. so just to answer Jamie's uh, or respond to Jamie's comment there, Jamie, I, um, I'm turning into a degenerate gambler as we speak. So, if you ever have any, um, any picks you're thinking about making across all sports. I try and stay away from baseball, betting on baseball, because it's just absurd. Um, but any football, basketball, hockey picks, um, throw them out there anytime you're in the in the chat, and I'll I'll give you some insight into what I think. You oh, know, yeah. Hammer's uh, a, Hammer's a big uh, a better. He does all that uh, all that shit. Um, so he spreads everything over under yeah, he, money line. He's guy, yeah. He's the guy that does that. Let me look up uh real quick. Bogey said he was hurt. He fractured his shit, did he? Oh yeah, he did. And then when he came back, I mean he really wasn't involved at all. Um but and then what did he stop playing after that? Or did he get hurt again? <clears throat> Six games. Yeah, and then they wound up getting Sony Michelle, that's right. What are you talking you about? You wound up getting Sony. Uh, Isaiah Spiller. Mm. Yeah, so. Like, like I said, I, I like I like the chance that he has. And don't forget, Eckler's only got a year left on that contract. So are they bringing him back? Or are they not? I mean. See, I think know. I think bringing back Eckler isn't as risky as some of the other guys. Because, number one, Eckler yeah, doesn't really have an injury history. And he's not mm. a, like that physical kind of running. He's a different type of – he's like a scat back kind of guy. High volume, but – he doesn't do a ton of his work between the tackles. So for him, it would be a little less risky, in my opinion, uh, to bring Eckler back. But he's productive regardless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joshua Kelly ran away. Yeah. Backup role. Yeah. Yeah, it was he crazy. Did. I couldn't believe it. Absolutely. Big tons. What up? What up? What up, bro? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Filler was a great prospect. Uh, he was – he was all right. I mean, he wasn't that high up for me. I mean, I thought that the spot was a little bit better than I think his overall talent was, but I think that he can definitely carve out a role there in that in that offense. Um, 
like we said, they 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 want that guy mm-hmm. on the football. So Joshua had the seniority. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and I think that was a that was a bigger deal in terms of Joshua Kelly was a more veteran guy, probably understood the protection schemes and all that stuff. Maybe Spiller just wasn't ready to handle that role. I think that's what it was more than anything. The more I think about it, but yeah, we'll see. There's nothing wrong with with holding on to him. Let's see, top one in, uh, one injury away. We always talk about it. You can get a good running back like Spears or Tucker late in the second round. Um, yeah, absolutely. Depending what happens, I don't know if Tucker's going to fall that far. But Tucker's been like going down draft boards lately. Um, we'll see what happens at the combine if that if that if the combine shoots him shoots him back up. Uh, thoughts on Jahan Dotson? What do you think about Jahan Dotson? He had such a weird year, right? Like he was really productive early, then kind of hit a bit of a dip, then picked it up towards the end. He was a little bit of a roller coaster, and I think that was more more a product of that inconsistent commanders or as i call them the football team um their offense right they carson wentz no thank you taylor heineke he is what he is he's a good competitor but i think it was really good considering what that circumstance was with the quarterback situation in washington so he's really good and i wouldn't mind having him on my team i just worry about the consistency yeah gibbs is gonna water weight so way around 206 yeah We'll see what he comes in at. I love gambling. Yeah. I'm not a huge gambler. I mean, <clears throat> I'll dabble with uh, some of the player prop shits uh, on underdog, but I don't do much of that. That's Hammer's thing. Uh, I'm a fighter. It's so a huge UFC and boxing guru. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny I, because when I was when I was a kid, um, you know, on Saturdays, there would always obviously be those big boxing fights. I watched a lot of De La Hoya. A lot of Shane Mosley, a lot of Bernard Hopkins, a lot of um, uh, what's the guy's name? Roy Jones Jr. Um, So I watched a lot of boxing, you know, growing up and I watch obviously I watch it now. A lot of the big fights, obviously, Fury, you know, uh, Fury and Wilder fighting. Um, Javante Davis is actually a big fight coming up with um, Ryan Garcia and uh, Javante Davis. So that's cool. So I love me some boxing, too. But. UFC has just been way more entertaining than boxing, um, you know, mm-hmm. as, I've, as I've gotten a little bit older. Because boxing, you don't always oh, know if you're going to get your money's worth. Trying to kill motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but the thing is, with boxing, you don't always know if you're going to get your money's worth. Like, I bought some Floyd Mayweather fights, and I didn't get my money's worth. He and, was just trying to win. He was just he was just right, being the system. Right. He he knew so, how to actually box and actually win. That's Right, you know, which is fine, which is fine. It wasn't entertaining not, as much, but not worth a hundred bucks no so so but anytime i've bought a ufc fight it's been worth it every single time so yeah Yeah. oh yeah what do you think about Jahan dotson yeah i said he was really good considering the you know i guess yeah considering the the surroundings and everything but you know just worry about the consistency because of the quarterback play or lack thereof yeah i like him i think he's he's a wide receiver three, but wide receiver two upside, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you don't forget, you still got Terry there. Um, yep. yep. They might bring in a tight end. We've been seeing in a bunch of mocks that they bring in a tight end, a nice little pass catching tight end. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the QB situation. Is it Howell? Um, you know, <clears throat> is he going to be able to get the ball downfield? But I, I like Jahan Dotson. I think he's a good, I think he's a good talent, but. I don't think he'll ever be a wide receiver one, so I'm okay with with moving off and uh, you know taking a chance on somebody else. 
Yeah, so I think I just I think I think I just we know who he is right now. He's this guy says Spiller was top five uh, RB in rookie drafts last year. Yeah, but after the top two, like it was pretty much garbage after that. So <clears throat> you know, then it was like James Cook. People had James Cook going really high, um, and we you know jury's still out, I guess, on James Cook. But I think we expected a lot more out of James Cook. No, I mean, not to say I did just because it's similar to that Kansas city offense. We talked about, right. Where like, they don't really run the ball as much as you would like. They're, they're kind of more of a, a throw the ball team and Josh Allen siphons off carries, you know, with his running ability. So I didn't expect a ton from um, James cook. You know, I did expect him to get some receiving work, but um, Daryl Henderson, I mean, um, Devin Singletary really commanded the bulk of the carries. I know um, James Cook came on a little bit down the stretch, but I don't expect a ton out of the RB position unless they decide we want to be a running team, which, like I said, Josh Allen siphons off carries. How much are they really going to run the ball, you know, as a philosophy for that team? So I think he could still be valuable, but how valuable? I think there's a ceiling on how valuable he could truly be. It was drafted in 2021. Yeah, I mean, he's still there. I mean, there are more talented guys, but who do they trust more? I mean, right. you know, and and, and also be, too, you know, just just because you were just because you're a second or a third year guy doesn't mean you haven't picked up the offense quick. Doesn't mean you're maybe he's a better blocker. Like I said, that's a big deal for running backs is to be able to to be able to pick up the blitz and understand the protection schemes and stuff like that. So, you know, he's had a two year head start on a guy like Spiller. So maybe they just trust him more. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Who do you trust more in key situations? I'm sure they trust Kelly because he's been there for a little bit longer. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you guys got this weekend? Gaines or Jones, Hammer? Gaines or Jones? What's, I don't. Is that John Jones? Is John Jones fighting? Yes, I don't, he I don't is. Do much of yes, it. he I don't, is. I don't do, yeah, I, I don't watch much of this shit. So. <clears throat> I haven't really, I haven't really um, watched a ton of UFC lately, um, just because there haven't been as many marquee fights as I would like. I think the last fight I watched was maybe Masvidal, um, but I haven't seen John Jones in a while, um, so it's really hard for me to give a scouting. You know, when he was fighting Cormier, that was a big deal. Um, so it's really hard for me to give a good evaluation on it because I haven't watched a, a ton of UFC lately. I'm still um, going for John. I'm yeah, still going John, with Bones. I like what Bones. I like what he's about. I fucks with him. He'll he fuck. I, he's yeah, a he's a fucking he's a beast. He'll fuck. He could he'll kill somebody with his fucking bare hands like easily. He, is. he just needs to stay off the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> stay off the drugs, dude. Like, come on, man. What is he drink? Isn't he drink? Is it? Doesn't he? Is it? What is he? Alcoholic? No, that's like cocaine. He's yeah. He's a, he's a nut. But I I still yeah. fucks with him. I like that crazy shit. Yeah, Bones, Bones Jones. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love John Jones, and I think he's awesome. He just needs to get his shit together and stop doing drugs. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Pierce, Damian Pierce. I mean, he, he's, again, one of those guys. I mean, we talked about it last week, but, the, you know, as far as the draft stock and where he was drafted and, the you know, the percentage of those guys actually, you know, continuing to produce, you know, RB1 seasons. I think he's an RB2. I think they bring someone else in. Um, you know, the offense might not be as good either again um well and we saw you know it started to fizzle out you know towards the end they were just so bad that 
you know, they couldn't even like get him, give him the rock. Um, but again, there was no competition there too. I mean, they had fucking Rex Burkhead. So, I mean, there was nobody there competing really with him for touches. Um, and I think that that will change. So I'm perfectly fine moving off of Pierce for, for a late first, if you can, or packaging him up in something and, and moving off. But, um, yeah, what do you think about what do you think about Pierce? Yeah, I like him as an RB two as well, a high end RB two with some upside, just because of volume alone. Because who else do they have? Are they going to draft somebody? Maybe we're not sure. Um, I think they they looked at it and said this this offense, this team was terrible, so they shut him down towards the end of the year. You know, to have him fresh and healthy going into next season. Um, I wasn't. I, I don't remember what injury he had per se, but it looks like they were just trying to protect him and shut him down. And have him ready for next year. So I do like him as a, a, a high-end RB2 just on sheer volume alone. Yeah, I like, I, I, I'm like. i okay with him there. But, again, I, I don't care about RB2. Like, I'll just get someone else for cheaper. Just I, just take advantage of the value that people think that he's going to be, you know, the three-down guy. And he very well could be again for another year. But what's going to happen after that, I mean, at that point, you know, they can replace him too. But, again, I, I'm a guy that just likes to keep building up, building up the value on your team because then you could – you know, you, I want that running back one. How can I build up yeah. enough value that I can go out and get that workhorse RB1, you know? So does that mean I trade Damian Pierce for a late first-round pick? Now I have a late first-round pick, and I can move that for, you know, for something. Yeah. You know, no. Or I can trade Pierce and something and go get that workhorse running back that I know, you know, and I'm more confident is going to be that workhorse, you know, that workhorse guy. So <clears throat> I just like to build up the value so that I can go out and get, you know, what I really want, which is, you know, of course, the top guys. Uh, that are out there. Um, hell yeah, Roy Jones and De La Hoya, but this year's a huge year for boxing with Lomachenko and Davis. Yeah, I'm, um, like I said, there haven't, there hasn't really been, it's just kind of been Wilder and Fury. I know, you know, Anthony Joshua had his kind of, you know, moment in the spotlight till he got, kept getting his ass kicked. Um, so, yeah, I'm really waiting for that that next big boxing. I know, like I said, um, Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia are going to fight. Um, so that should be really exciting as well. Yeah. James Cook or Tyler Algier? I know you, you've you got Tyler Algier and I do. one of your uh, dynasties. So, what do, you, yeah, what do you feel about uh, Algier? Yeah, Algier was a really awesome dude down the stretch. And he's another one of those guys that I kind of um, picked up. He got dropped in our dynasty league, and I picked yeah, him I don't up. Know how the fuck that and oh, he, man. I slotted him in my RB two spot just on sheer necessity, and um, he helped me get back to the championship in dynasty. So he was really good. Um, I'm not high on him per se. I do like him, but I'm not high on him just because I don't know what that offense is going to look like in Atlanta. Um, now, if they land Lamar Jackson, now and now you're starting to put something together with the RPO game. Um, and he was getting some really good volume towards the end of the season. He had a couple of those, you know, 18 carry games, which I love, 15 to 18 carry games, which I love. He got some receiving work as well that he was able to cash in. So I think he's really good, but, you know, he's an RB2, so Blanc is out. <laughs> He wants no part of them, but I'm cashing out, baby. I'm I'm not taking. They get hurt too much. There's too much changes. There's too much year to year. That that's it. Give me the give me the value, and I'll fucking buy a better one. I have I have no problem with the logic, but he is on my roster, and I do like him, and I think he could be valuable for my specific team. 
Um, if somebody blew me away with a trade, you know, and said, Hey, here's a mid first round pick. I'd be like, yeah, see ya. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. unless that happens, I'm happy with him on my roster. We talked about this maybe last week or a couple weeks ago where, you know, you said you would, Bills just they don't give a fuck about their running backs. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. They don't care. And not only that, Josh, <laughs> how many how many carries is Josh Allen siphoning off per game? Oh, right? So yeah. how much how much actual potential is there for these running backs? I mean, I, I like James Cook. The problem is I, I it doesn't matter, you know, <clears throat> that I like him or that he could be a good RB2. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, is the team going to give him more carries? Are they going to go yeah. out and get some? I mean, we see a bunch of these mock drafts where they're getting, you know, they try and get either, you know, Bijan or um, they got mm-hmm. Gibbs going there or they got A-Chain going there. There's always somebody going to Buffalo in one of these mocks. Right. And, is there enough? You know, there, there's going to be somebody else there. So you just have to understand, you know, what James Cook is. I think Tyler Algier has a better chance of being like, the RB one maybe for this year coming in if they don't get anybody, you know, mm-hmm. again, who knows what's going to happen next year. So I'll, you know, if you take the chance this year, you know, you just sell high after this year. But um, yeah, that's, I, I think I would, I would take the chance on, on Tyler Algier um, for this upcoming season. Cause I think they're bringing somebody over there in, in Buffalo. Um, and I could be wrong. Maybe they turn around and they use James Cook a, a better way next season. And he's yeah. a sick PPR monster which is strange right. because they 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 uh traded for naeem hines yeah and but right now the way it is if i mean if the falcons don't get a qb and they go into the season with ritter like algier is going to be getting carries so mm-hmm. yeah and it'll be interesting to see what they do with um cordell patterson yeah i said cook but he's iffy on both yeah i mean you can go either way it's, it's just I was today years old when I found out the brothers' names are Dalvin James Cook and James Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I saw that um, also. What the fuck was their mom's book? That good fucking shisha, bro. <laughs> same thing with – um ganja down there. Same that thing ganja. with the – like I didn't I didn't realize that Amon Ross St. Brown and Equinemius were brothers as well until the mm-hmm. Packers, I think, played or like the Bears played the Lions or some shit like that. They played each other. And they were talking about it as well. Yeah, bro. Uh, Bogey said, "Yeah, we went through that. My bad." Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore was my is my boy, man. I I love me some DJ Moore. This guy produces with the shittiest quarterbacks, and he looks fucking good with Sam Darnold. Like if Sam Darnold comes back, I'm loving me some DJ Moore as a crazy kind of buy low. He's still relatively young. Um, other than last season's obvious obvious debacle, he's been an eleven hundred yard receiver for the last you know couple years with these shitty ass um, QB. So yeah, I love me some DJ Moore. I would love if 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 they if Sam Darnold came back for another year. I don't know if they're going to draft somebody or start them right away. There's been talks now that they're trying to bring Sam Darnold back. So do they give Sam you know? And, they, and apparently they like Anthony Richardson. I mean this guy. I don't, I don't know about Anthony Richards, and I know he's got the crazy ass upside. But if he does get drafted, he'd be like the worst uh, completion percentage QB ever drafted. He's like fifty three percent completion percentage. I mean, the guy can't hit the side of a fucking barn, but he's athletic. He's a fucking beast. They, he's kind of like Cam Newton on the run. But where is that going to actually fucking get him? 
Right. I mean, what is that going to actually turn into? I mean, we saw this hype last year with Malik Willis, and then fucking guy didn't even get drafted in the first two rounds. Um, so I just, I don't know. I'm not excited. This guy misses wide open receivers like bad. I mean, even his own fans are like, he played one year. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. John Jones hasn't fought in three years. Yeah, I don't think he's fought in a while. Something like that. Yeah. He's always, every time I hear about John Jones, he's in the news for something. Drugs. For Some dumb drugs. shit that he's right. doing. Um, but that's what makes him such a great fighter. He's a fucking. Beast. I mean, uh, I don't know if I buy that per se, but he's an amazing fighter. He just does dumb shit like drugs. Oh, God. He's going to channel his younger self and finish for a win. John Jones hasn't fought in three years. Yep. Yeah. Like, listen, all cocaine bear next summer, 2020. Boom. I love it. See, I love it. And and the thing that the thing that always baffles me with these athletes that listen, I don't I never had a drug addiction. I don't know what that's like. I can't speak on it. But it's just like, bro, you're going to have a career that's however long, especially if you're in UFC or football, basketball, you know, one of these careers. Listen, if you want to do that, like, bro, fucking, you know have your career make a ton of money and if you want to go swimming in cocaine and turn into scarface go for it but why are you you know damaging a, a productive career three years you know how much money you could have made in three years is marvin harrison jr worth tanking for yeah he's he's worth tanking for uh, i mean if you know that you're not gonna make if you're not in like you know the top three four teams and you're just kind of stuck in that middle. Like I'm okay with punting at the year um, and trying to get a high draft pick if you need to. Because yeah, Marvin Harrison is—he's him. He lost only one fight as disqualified. Yeah, he's... yeah but 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 he only he only lost one fight as disqualified. But if I remember correctly, John Jones had to vacate his belt a bunch of times because he got popped for drug testing so that that's kind of like that's even worse to me yeah whatever let's go beat the shit out of somebody um new coaching regime in houston bringing over that 49ers wide zone scheme damian pierce is going to flourish in that joint yeah he very well could like i said um it's possible i just they just gotta fill out that i don't know that roster is so bad you got to add running backs. It's a 49er backfield. Usually running back by committee or timeshare. Yeah, of course. So that's what I'm saying. They're definitely going to add somebody now, you know. So so with that 49ers running back committee, it's it's crazy because when Elijah Mitchell came back, they were instantly giving him 12 to 15 carries, like between the tackle carries. And they weren't putting McCaffrey through that, you know, Elijah Mitchell is going to get hurt. Like that's just the bottom line. But they as soon as, as, soon as Elijah Mitchell. Work. Taking that yeah. tough work. As soon Let as him Elijah, take that tough work. Let CMC chill a little bit and stay healthy. Even, even even when McCaffrey was there and Elijah Mitchell came back, they immediately gave him like those 12 to 15 between the tackle carries, which was surprisingly good for me. But then he got hurt again. So, you know, make of that what you will. AJ Dillon, your boy, or Alexander Madison, my boy, in Dynasty. Um, if Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook stay. Well, well Madison's Aaron, a free agent. So Aaron Jones I, is already staying. He yeah, Aaron Jones is already staying. Yeah, Madison is going to wind up going somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, what do you feel about A.J. Dillon? I mean, Madison is just 
like I think we, we briefly <laughs> talked about it before where he's not going to get a workhorse role I don't think I think he'll he can find himself maybe in a, a, a good role somewhere I don't know if he'll be a workhorse um but he's not going back to Minnesota so that's the main thing so I don't really have much faith in Madison I don't know if I got much faith in AJ Dillon either. Are they ever going to give him the fucking workhorse role? I mean, and then when Aaron Rodgers leaves, I mean, they, they might not be as good. I, it, I don't know. That's tough. Would you rather have AJ or, or Madison? At this point, I'd rather have AJ Dillon. But the key with with the Packers is is that they only seem to use AJ Dillon when they're ahead in games. He's basically their closer. So. This past season, he didn't get used to his maximum potential because they were behind a bunch of games. They lost a ton of games early in the season, obviously. You know, down the stretch of the season, the last three to four weeks, he got more work because they were ahead and he was able to close out some of these games. So he's really a game script kind of guy is A.J. Dillon. So if you think the Packers are going to be playing from ahead a bunch, all right, maybe. But he's a risky play either way. Definitely. I, I agree. I'd rather have A.J. Dillon. I mean, he's on the Packers. We know where he's going to be. Aaron, Rhodes, Aaron Jones is getting to be, you know, old. He's getting up there in age. Is he going to keep producing? Um, are they going to give A.J. Dillon maybe a little bit more reign? Um, so, yeah, I, I would I would rather have um, A.J. Dillon in Dynasty. <clears throat> yeah. Sure. Trying to trade JT for Jacobs and a few draft picks. I have no picks um, for this year. And out of my orphan leagues, he has 101, 2, 1, and 3, 1. Well, how bad is the team? Can you draft Bijan at 1, 1? Or is your team like that bad where you need to kind of split that into more assets? Um. Trying to trade JT for Jacobs. Yeah, what is your situation? Uh, does it have to be Jacobs? Can it be somebody else? <laughs> why, why are you hating on my guy? I just, I think last year was a ceiling, and I don't want to pay the price that people think that he is right now or where he's actually valued at. I don't want to pay that price. I'm not paying a ceiling price for a running back. Like, That's you know, unless, unless, you know, you know, unless we're talking about, you know, the ETNs, the Kenneth Walkers, the Brees Halls, like, I, you know, I'll pay that price, you know, for one of those young stud guys. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying J- Jacobs was my guy. So I just that's that is my guy. I like me some Josh Jacobs. So but I get it. I, I feel I, I genuinely feel the same way, but he is my guy. So watch him out. <laughs> um. Do you so do you want another? I guess we're trying to get another stud running back. Um, let me pull up some guys. Is there any other guys we can go after other than Jacobs? Just some other ideas. I mean, what if the Jacobs guy doesn't want to do that? Um, yeah, like you said, I think Kenneth Walker would be solid. Um, I know he's trying to get some picks out of it, though. I don't think the guy with Walker or even Kenyon will give up plus, you know, for JT. So he's got the right idea of. You know, tearing down a little bit. And also, too, we don't know where Jacobs is going to play. He'll probably get franchise tag, but what's going to happen after that is the bigger. I I, I don't know if the Raiders are going to do that. Is the bigger concern. Yeah, I don't know. That's And like you said, the thing with, with running backs is to go out and trade 
JT for that is what do you have confidence in that you're going to get at least 80% of that production on a consistent basis? You know? I mean, I don't know if I would want to even trade JT. Do you just draft Bijan and roll with JT and Bijan as you fuck as two workhorse running backs? Um, I know you have no picks, but what's the what, what's the? Let me see if you wrote anything in here. What's the situation? I guess with the rest of your team, like, because that will give me a better outlook on what maybe we can do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Michael, yeah, let me know what what's the rest of your team looks like. I just I just don't have any draft picks and is hurting at running back and he has them on the trade block. Yeah, because he's trying to get, you know, probably top dollar for it. Um see what he'll give you. Like if he's gonna give you, you know, a first and Jacob um, you know, for JT, then you know that might be worth it. Maybe depending on where the first is. So you know, you don't. You have the one one. I mean, you've got draft picks. You got the one one. <laughs> you got the two one. So I'm not. You know, like, are you de- are you in desperate need to you know try and move up or or like, like how, how bad of a shape is your team in? Um, he he doesn't have any draft picks. I think he's trying to get draft picks. No, well, he said he's got the one. He said he's got the one one, right? No, that was the other guy he's trying to trade for. No, no, no. The guy with Jacobs has the draft picks, I believe. Because he's saying there, I just don't have any picks. Oh, he has the one one. Okay, so he's got the one one. He's got the two one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting Jake. So are you, tra- are you trying to get the one one? Is that what you're? We're trying to get. We're trying to trade JT for Jacobs and a few draft picks. Like I wouldn't trade JT and take Jacobs and the and the two one or the three one. Like I, no, I'd I just hold on to JT for that. If he's going to give you the 1-1, one, one, then yeah, but he's not going to give you the 1-1. One, one, so Or he shouldn't. No. So I, I don't think that that is even – no. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take a second and Jacobs for for JT. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Would you? No. Fuck no. Yeah. Let's see if he, wrote he has the 1-1, one, one, the 2-2, two, two, and the 3-3 three, three I was interested in. Yeah, but I'm just – I don't want to take that – I don't want to take that for for JT. JT is a you know he's a top three you know dynasty running back you know he's definitely in the top four or five, um, depending you know every, obviously everybody's a little bit different. So like I, I know you got no picks right now, but you, like what what does your team look like? Do you need picks? I mean, of course we always want picks, but who you know who else do you have on your team? Can you trade a couple you know a couple guys for some seconds maybe? Um, you know, or combine a player in a second to hop in the first round. Um, it, it just kind of depends on what you, what the rest of your team looks like. Yeah, there's other uh, ways. If your, of is, like, if your team is, is fine, like where it is, you don't have to, you know, or if you need to obviously move up and get players, then, then you can. But it depends what your team looks like. So give me a little more uh, info, Michael. Next best boxing match is Spence and Crawford. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Just hope it happens. Yeah, that's the problem. That's another problem with JT for Jacobs on the 101. And when he counters with the 301, settle for the 201, settle for the 2-1 and Jacobs. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't think it's as bad as, you know, I don't think it's that bad, but I don't, I don't know, man. Like, what's the chance? Like, if the what's the chances the Raiders give him a contract after they franchise? 
Yeah, I don't know if that's enough um, for me to. And what's the chances he's running for what sixteen hundred, right? What is it? What yeah, are you running for? Sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred yards again, like and a bunch of touchdowns. I think he had like ten touchdowns. touchdowns. I just and and all the catches too. We had a what fifty three catches. I mean, another four hundred yards receiving. Is that going to happen again? I mean, there's a lot to to look at with with Jacob. So yeah, I'm not I'm not comfortable with it. I'm not I'm not comfortable with it. Jacobs, this was his absolute peak year, and it happened to be a contract year, which their Raiders are dumb for not picking up his fifth year option. But or can you give up JT plus to get Jacobs and the one one? Like, is there something else you can add in there yeah. for you to actually get the one oh one? Because that that's something I'd look into doing. Do you have something you know expendable but uh good in value? Jamie said this is my new favorite mm-hmm. dynasty show. You guys are fucking awesome with this content talk. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, Jamie. Always. We got you, man. Be here, bro. Thanks to Huss. Appreciate you, brother, for letting yeah. us hop on here. I'm in Ron Equinemius. Dad's name is John Brown. Plain Jane uh, dad's name. And the dad was like some fucking bodybuilder who like pushed them like really good when they were younger. Well, they're um, two NFL wide receivers, so they did something, right? Yeah, they're they're tough. Um, I'm in Rock catches, I think, 200 and something balls a day. 201 balls a day or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. AR fifteen is old as fuck. Yeah, Jamison Williams a thing this year. Yeah, he could be, should be. I mean, no DJ Shark. I think he hops right in. Um, I think last year they were just kind of taking it easy on him. But yeah, I, I mean, we saw when he was in there. I mean, quarter forty yard bomb. Constantly first. running these, uh, you know, these fly routes and caught the bomb. You know, what was it that first game back or second game back, whatever that was. First game, literally first game. So, you know, that was good to see. And I think, you know, I think they complement each other perfectly because you got St. Brown underneath and then you've got Jamison fucking over the top and deep down the field, take the top off. And, you know, Derek Goff loves him some St. Brown. He loves kind of just throwing them deep passes. Uh, Goff is a good quarterback. I, I like me some Derek Goff. Um, we talked about guy this. can play. <laughs> what does he have? Three top 10 seasons, I think. I think I was looking at it the other day. I don't remember. Um, and then he fell off a little bit, but the guy can play and he's got confidence now. The team likes him. The team is, you know, invested in him. he's not a bridge QB. It looks like he's, they're going to let him play out the contract, which ends in 2024. Mm-hmm. There is an out this year, but it doesn't look like they're going to take that. Um, so no, he'll be back. Give, they could give him the extension. They should. Why not? I mean, he was what, top 10 QB or top 12 QB? What was he, 11? Um, uh, give me one second. He was definitely. Yeah, he was seven. nine. He was top 10. There you go. He was nine. So, you know, he's doing his thing. Why not? That offense was great. I think they would have the fifth um, the fifth best offense last year. The mm-hmm. line. So, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you keep uh, Why wouldn't you keep that? Remember last year, Kenneth Walker was supposed to weigh 200. He weighed in at 210. That's why I'm not worried about Gibb. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really worried about, about Gibb at all either. Good moves, big. Yeah. Uh, let's talk more about that Spence Crawford's fight. Who you got winning? Um, oh, he's talking to Derek there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really much into it. Like I said, more, more hammer. I agree with Stevie on Jacob's ceiling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bro. Yeah, and that's that's you know I've, I've had Jacobs almost every year, and I have him on my dynasty team. And <clears throat> to be honest with you, I had Derek Henry drafted as my RB one, and Jacobs as my RB two. Obviously, I traded Henry, so Jacobs was kind of my de facto RB one this year, and he turned out to be fantastic, and part of the reason why I went back to the Dynasty Championship, but I can't sit up there and expect 
to for him to have another 1600 yards and 10 touchdowns and another 53 catches like this this was his absolute max ceiling and i would love to trade him you know before our rookie draft but i it's i gotta see what you know what the maximum value i'm gonna get yeah, with the huge RB carousel, why trade for some of these top guys when it's just going to change in two years? Yeah, that's why I just I hate running backs. I'm not willing to to spend on them, you know. And if they get hurt, you know that value plummets, and you just you're fucked. You can't do anything. Um, yeah, and I didn't. You know, I didn't. limited to begin with. So you know, in ACL, that's big, especially if you're over you know 24 anything. or 25 years old. Like that's big. Like that's it. You're you're almost you're done after that. So, and, and 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 what's crazy was is that that wasn't always my outlook because I was only in redraft, obviously. So redraft, you don't give a shit. It's one year and you do what you do. But, you know, in Dynasty, obviously playing from, you know, the first year now we're going into our third year. My outlook has definitely changed on running backs in terms of how you view them long term, how you view them short term even as well. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of the mindset that you cash in on your running backs value early rather than late because they could fall off a cliff very, very quickly. Jamie, appreciate you, brother. Join the 420 Crew Patreon for all the best content, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, Bakes a lot. I can't see if you put a message on there of, of whatever, if you made a trade or something. I'm, I wasn't able to see that, so let me know in the chat um, what trade you had. Michael said, I have a stack team for the most part. I wanted to finesse him on the 101. Listen, if, <laughs> if you could, absolutely, bro. If we, you could, we, absolutely. Like, I'll take Jacobs and the 1-1, one, one, you know, if you can get that. But what are the chances you're really going to get that? Here's my philosophy on trades. Offer him the trade, and if he rejects it, you're back in the same position you are at <laughs> beforehand. What's the worst that can happen, right? right. Yeah, what's what it going to cost? What, what else I got to give you to get that 1-1? Yeah. One, one? Just open the dialogue. That's it. You, know, you always got to start high because you never know what, you know, somebody's going to do. Somebody's going to accept or not. Um, but that's always the rules of negotiation. Start high and then, you know. Kind of or or maybe maybe he's smoking on some of that shit that's taking you to the moon and hits accept by accident. Yeah. Maybe he's seeing triple. <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Uh, good point. Yeah, I have a contender on the ship, I believe. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a contender. I mean, you're not pressed to to get picks, especially if you got if you got a contender. I mean, you can roll with that. You know, do you have some older guys? Maybe you can, you know, tear down and get an asset on top of that. You know, maybe you have some of those guys. I, I'm not sure, but those are just some other moves you can make if you want to try and get a draft pick too. Um, For sure. I have Goff and Mahomes in the 19. Yeah, you do. I, I haven't even looked at that because I'm actually live on Instagram. Let me pull that up is it is it even getting close to my pick here or what i got Huss trying to i got not Huss. i got bogey trying to finesse me over here you're in another draft yeah i'm in one of these hustler league uh dynasty leagues um i'm in a i'm in a lot of leagues uh yeah i'm aware that's what i that's what i like about it and it keeps me like the, the main thing is it just keeps me level-headed and not biased towards certain players that i only have on my you know one dynasty team so that's why i just i play in a lot of leagues it's um it's fun and i'm not you know i'm not biased towards uh towards any kind of players just because they're on my team because i have so many that i got pretty much everybody almost my it's almost my pick damn you motherfuckers took all the damn draft picks So we've got what one 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 two the one three the one four the one five the one six the one seven damn we're up to the one oh we're up to the one eight already 
right. Y'all got it. Y'all know what you're doing. All right. Um, my bad. I missed this one. Uh, but yeah, I love the I love the um the golf Mahomes. Yeah, I love that. And then you got ETN, Eckler, Henry, and then Amari Cooper um after that. But yeah, I like that. I like the QB combo there. Just hurting on another QB. I have hurts and the rest are scrubs. <laughs> uh, RB, JT, Jamal Williams, Najee, Madison, rest scrubs, wide receivers, JJ, Garrett Wilson, Gabe Davis, Elijah Moore, Boyd, Hardman, rest scrubs. Yeah. Um, can you come off of Gabe Davis? Can you throw him in a trade? Uh Is, this, is it start 10? Is, is it like the rest of these hustle leagues? Is it start 10 like offense? Or is it less than that? Is it like a different kind of league? Start 8, start 9 or something like that. And you only got one QB, so you could try and get another QB too. And then you got no picks, so... You know, do we just... And you don't got a second QB, so do we just... Do we use JT and, and try and get a, a QB out of JT? Right? Superflex, I'm guessing. Now you got me going, uh, Michael. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you got me hot, baby. Uh, but yeah, I would try if I would, if I could, you know, move JT or move Najee, try and get that extra QB. Um, you know, you can use some help at wide receiver too. But I mean, if you're like, if you like, if you said like, if you're in contention and you know. The other teams just aren't going to be better than yours are blowing you out, then you're good. So you could just roll with exactly what you got. Tight ends, Hawkinson and Pitts, the rest scrubs. IDP, yeah, you got the IDP. Okay. So, yeah, he's got the defensive players too. So, all right, I dig that. And you got Hawkinson and Pitts, Dan. That's good. That's I like fucking that. awesome. I like that. Shout out to you both for holding down the channel tonight. Sent the same message over five months. Member super chat, yeah, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate yeah. you as always, Mr. Bakes. A lot, uh, Derek's laughing. I'm the reject king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 420. Fuck the rum boys. Yeah. Um, all right, let me let me pull up. As far as the wide receivers, just so we can go over that before we hop off of this because it's getting late on our end. Over here. All right. Wide receivers. The last 14 years with 50-plus targets. That's what the sample size you see here. Broken down by age, top 12 finishes. And we see once we get to like this 27, 28, like the, the sample size starts coming down. So there's not a lot of people that even qualify. And you start to see now the, you know, the percentage that you finish top 12 start to diminish as well as the sample size gets tiny and tiny. I mean, these are like one out of like, you know, one a year, if even that, some of these guys. So so, so, so the sample size is guys who qualify with what's the qualification? 50, 50 targets, at least 50 targets in a season. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's what that is. And then it's broken down by age and it's got the percentage that what age could finish, you know, at 
finishes at that at that percentage. Mm-hmm. So we start to see that you know that big decline almost after 28. Even the sample size starts just yeah. diminishing. And as you go, you know, 29, 30, we saw Julio Jones fall off the cliff at 31. Um, you know, we're getting towards that. There's going to be those unicorns. That's why, of course, there's going to, you know, there's there's those few unicorn guys like the Randy Mosses and, and some of these older guys. Devontae is going to be probably one of them. That's going to you know, unicorn it out, you know, Jerry Rice. So, you know, but there's not a lot of these guys that are, you know, after those ages that that keep on producing. But more importantly, you know, when they're at that peak in these, you know, 27, 28, you know, 29 year old seasons where we see these peak percentages, you know, is that the time to, you know, hop off? Is that the time to go all in? Like, when is it that time to come off and get that, you know, to get the most value out of what you have out of those guys? Because that value is going to start to just diminish you know, as they get older and you're not going to be able to to recoup. So it's always good to kind of have a little bit of a mixture of older players and younger players, you know, rather than just have a bunch of these older guys that are going to, you know, expire at that same age, because then you're kind of screwed. Like, what do you do at that point? Yeah. If everybody's expiring at the same time, I mean, mm-hmm. you better hit on every fucking draft pick that you have yeah. um, at that point. But um but yeah, just to go, just to go to show some of that, you know, that production drop off, um, or people that even fucking qualify. I mean, so crazy. I think, I think even more importantly with this particular chart, the finish, yeah, but just the sample size kind of is more mm-hmm. glaring to me. Yeah, exactly. In terms of, in terms of how, 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 how much it drops off, really, because the percentages mm-hmm. kind of. The percentages don't drop off as much, but when you're looking at the sample size. But it's skewed a little bit. It's skewed in the sample size. Yeah. Right, right. So when you're looking, you go from basically between 28 and 29, that drop off in sample size is huge. Yeah. Really, you know, it's it it jumps off the page to me. And then obviously 26 to 27 a little bit, but really that 28 to 29 age is what stands out to me the most in terms of the sample size. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting chart and it kind of just goes to show you also too i think the the style of play that goes into the receiver like you talked about julio mm-hmm. jones mike evans keenan allen those big physical kind of guys that have a lot of contested catches a lot of a lot of hits you know they break down quicker whereas a guy like a wes welker or a danny amendola or julian edelman may have more consistent production for longer maybe not top end production but they're not going to fall off a cliff right away. A Cooper Cup kind of comes to mind where he doesn't take a ton of hits. But so something like that, very interesting mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah, I mean, Stefan Diggs is another one where he might last a little bit, you know, Diggs, a little bit yeah. longer, um, you know, than usual. Because um, we see now, and even I think Jamie said something here, have you know the, the size difference in wide receivers the past 20 years has dipped? Yeah, I mean, now we see these guys are a little bit more, a little bit, shorter and they have they're like they're really crisp route running um and they can route run you know a lot better because some of these dbs are they're good nowadays you know they're good and you know if you just have that you know we've seen you know if you're just kind of big and tall it's a hit or miss like and you're gonna take more hits and you're gonna yeah i mean we saw calvin johnson and you had to fucking hit that dude and he he crumbled because motherfuckers had to really hit him to you know to take him down i think they're coming out with a little docu-series or something on him uh i saw what should be um which should be kind of cool 
Yeah, that's really uh, interesting. But yeah, he said it's super flex. I need a better QB. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I, I would I would move off for a QB. Um, you know, if you could. Uh, and it might be too expensive. Maybe you just have to. Maybe you just have to take the chance on one of the rookies and trade. You know, one of your running backs or something. I don't know how you you know feel about it. I mean, it's a risk, of course, but you do got the defensive guys as well, so that kind of makes up for a little bit, depending on how good your defensive guys are. But I, I always want the you know I want the I want to take advantage of those those positions that are you know it's slim. You know, you got that super flex position if you can get a top twelve guy. Mm-hmm. You know, at super flex spot, I mean, you got two top 12 dudes that that put you in a really good, a really good position where you can lack a little bit, you know, at RB or take a chance on it or not pay as much. And, and get some of these other guys that are still going to give you consistent production instead of paying for some of these, you know, workhorse dudes. So and, and JT is, you know, valued high. So you can you probably you might be able to get a QB. So definitely, definitely check it out. Keenan Allen is a good example. Yeah, Keenan Allen would be a good example, of course, with the age, um, the drop off, and we we saw it last year. I mean, we're we're seeing it before our eyes almost. We saw it last year where he he hurt his hammy and missed fucking ten games. The guy couldn't stay healthy. It's just too hard at that age to to try another and guy. Up. So I'm another, worried about it. I, I definitely want to move off of Keenan Allen. Another guy I could throw in there is a DeAndre Hopkins. Who's starting to break down now? I know he's not as much of a physical guy, but he's more of, of like a contested catch kind of guy, more possession now. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins, you know, you could kind of slot in there as well. Yeah, I don't know if we can expect a top twelve season out of him. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. I mean, he's capable of it without a doubt, um, but where is he gonna go? Who? How much is it, uh, DeAndre Hopkins? No, I'm saying in terms of breaking down as he's getting a little bit older. Like that he he would fit in. I mean, he got he got suspended too, so we didn't get to see him. uh, No, no. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that the drop off is coming, and it's gonna be and it's gonna be rather quick. Like it never happens, you know, slowly. Really, it's just all of a sudden they fucking die um, on your team, and then you get nothing out of them, and you're like, fuck, what what do I do now? Because Julio Jones on the Titans and. He can't stay on the field and nobody fucking wants him. Or now he's on the Bucks and he runs, he catches one pass and he's got to come out he's for a fucking quarter because he's gassed and he hurt his hammy, uh, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, peak I, performances uh, for most wide receivers are year five mm-hmm. or six. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're, you know, you're seeing here. Another, that's why, this is why these young guys, the Garrett Wilsons, the Drake Londons, or the Olaves, why these guys are valued so high because – they're so young. Like, look how much, you know, look how much of that, those, those solid years that the, the potential prime that years, up, yeah. these prime numbers and, and these big wide receiver one numbers, like you have so many years. And then, you know, that value is so high at age 27 after you've had five, six years of that elite production, you know what, maybe it's time to come off and, and, and restart the clock, reset the clock or take as much value as I can to let me come off of him even though he might have a couple more, you know, elite seasons left in him, I just want to get the value out. So Michael Thomas, perfect example. Well, Michael Thomas, geez. Yeah. If you, if you guys watched us, you would have not drafted Michael Thomas or not went near that. <laughs> no, guy. no, no, um, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But yeah, I'm out on Mike Thomas. I think, you know, he's good. Of course he's a beast, but his ankle he was good. Up. He was good. 
his ankle's fucked up. He can't play. And now he's at that age where it's like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Not one bit. Plus, that what's everybody spoke, spoken on? Picking up drip, picking up a drip extract. Uh, Jamie said, I'm hitting the strip, strip club after your show, trying to hit that tight end position. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> Oh shit! But uh, all right, I think it's it's about time we're about to get up out of here. Um, any last questions? Just throw them in the chat real quick. But uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Shit! What time is it? Fuck! We've been on here for two hours. Damn, that's a good show. Shit! Appreciate yeah. all y'all for for coming out. Um, again, we'll be here every Thursday, um, ten o'clock same time. Uh, we we do our show every Sunday. Um, on our channel, so Dynasty Life Fantasy Football. Make sure you follow us on Instagram as well, Dynasty Life Fantasy. I'm always posting everything up there. And then on Wednesdays, I do a rookie mock draft and a startup draft um, every Wednesday as well, just so we can mock and practice and have some fun. We do uh, landing spots as well. So we take one of the late, I find one of the latest mocks, I can find a three round mock and we use those landing spots um, for the draft. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool as well. So but uh yeah we are we're out of here fuck it we'll see y'all next week or maybe i'll see y'all before then not sure but uh (laughs) see y'all next week y'all yes sir (laughs) let me find the uh exit video here as i make my way that ain't it i don't think is it i seen a question in there i wanted to answer before i hopped off uh Elijah Moore in a 24 first or Devontae Adams? 12 teams starting nine Superflex. Elijah Moore in a 24 first or Devontae Adams? What is your situation on your team? I think give me a little more, give me a little more context, bro, real quick. Are you in a win now situation? If not, you're definitely uh I think I like the 24 first. But what is that team? Is that team is it gonna be a late 24 first? Like I probably want to shop around and see if I can do a little bit better before I pull the trigger. Um, because see what other people value Devontae Adams at. Or, or are you trying to buy Devontae Adams for Elijah Moore in a 24 first? If you're in contention, I'd do it because it's only costing you a late first for next year. You got anything to throw in there? No, I think the context definitely matters um, because if you're going for it, then you kind of want Devontae. But if you and it's start reason. nine as well, so you want the hammers a little bit more. Um... And I think Devontae still has some really good years left, even though he's getting a little bit up there. I know we just showed the chart, but I think Devontae is still going to be really productive over the next okay. two Well, we two saw what he did with fucking Stidham still. Right. Middle team, have more need wide receiver help. Unless you're positive that Devontae Adams is taking you over the top, like, but if you're still going to be like, a middle team, like, I, I probably don't want to buy Devontae Adams. Like, I'd rather just punt it. And <laughs> yeah, I tend, I tend to agree with that. You know, um, so unless he's, unless Devontae's really taking you, you know, over the top and putting you in like the top three, top four, like contention, like that Doesn't might make be, a whole lot of sense. Yeah. That might be the only way that I'd want to give up, give up that first because that could be right now the way you see it is, is a mid first or, if you get one of your guys injured, that's an early first. Now you spent on an aging guy and, you know, mm-hmm. when you could have, you know, Marvin Harrison and have, you know, 10 more years of Devontae Adams production possible. 
Yeah, no, um, I, I totally agree with that. That that's what I would say um about that 24 hours. Need wide receiver help. Yeah, I mean, listen, hit 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 me up, hit us up on Instagram, Dynasty Life Fantasy. We do uh we do um team reviews, so we do roster reviews, dynasty roster reviews. But um yeah, if you want to get more more detail, more into it. Adams has three to five more years left, in my opinion. He's elite, but may wither like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I, I don't know about like, five. Like, three, po- three possibly. At some point, it is going to start to waver. But more importantly, it's just the value. Like, if you can afford to to hold on to Devontae until he's done, then absolutely do it. But Yeah, but yeah, like you said, if he's not taking you over the top, you know, Devontae's yeah. value is only going to decrease, you know, maybe not greatly decrease but only going to decrease and you might not get what you got for him no <clears throat> adams is a pro at knocking out the cameraman that too <laughs> i just think he was so frustrated with all that bull job in vegas this year all right but now we out um we'll see y'all next week guys appreciate y'all of course as always <laughs>